Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second episode of Opinion Dash. All of your hosts are back, me, Bananz, and we have Finster and Softy joining us once again. Go ahead and say hello. Hello. Heyo. All right, and once again, we're going to be going over April results this month, in the month of May. We do the month previous, so let's go ahead and start out with uh, North America. So let's hear some opening thoughts. Okay, um, so... Uh, I want to point out, I'm going to start with talking about one region, which I don't think people talk about enough, but it's uh, Chicago. Um, so Chicago is actually kind of a underreported scene, but they've actually been growing their local scene for a while in the past couple of months, um, mostly thanks to uh, Gelato, who's our guest this month. Um, but Gelato does a lot of work for the community, um, both online and offline. He's been trying to like gather up the Chicago players uh, once again and get them motivated to play sg at their they they have actually have weeklies um when we don't we're not going to talk about that here um but we're going to talk about their monthly event called undizzy um they used to run undizzy quite a while in the past and i think it's just now kind of been resurging um so uh, we're going to talk about the pre this month here uh you, and this result for this month's undizzy is pretty normal um has gelato of course taking um first place uh, second is Cat Killer, uh, then Greedy Chun, Jojo, uh, then Kai, then Crank, Awesome Bombs, and then Gross Toast. Um, and for people who aren't uh, aware, this is kind of like a normal, this is a normal crew of Chicago players, um, other than Crank, who actually traveled from Indiana. Um, so Crank used to live in Chicago, but he still, I guess, loves the scene enough that he's willing to travel. So just really good stuff to him to keep showing up to this stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, if anyone's uh, curious, Chicago runs these monthlies and they run weeklies as well. Um, so Chicago's actually got a really active scene. They, they got more people coming out. So if you, if you're a Chicago player out there, um, and you're interested in SG, then, uh, hit up Gelato or just head up the, uh, Chicago Skullgirls Discord. You can find a link on the wiki or just ask around for it. Um, we'll make sure to yeah. include one in the description as well. Yeah. Um, and with that, uh, there's actually, related to Chicago, um, we're going to head off to a very similar event, which is called Michigan Masters. Um, now, it says Michigan Masters, but if you look at this result, it's almost entirely Chicago players. <laughs> um, basically, Chicago, I guess, rolled up for this event, and that's uh, actually pretty cool. Uh, Michigan Masters is sort of a, it was just an offline event that actually like features... It's like a major for poverty games, basically. That's the only way I can call it. it. Any poverty game you can think of, this major or this tournament has it. Um, and it's pretty actually awesome. Uh, unfortunately, Scoregoals didn't actually make it as a main game, but they still ran it as a side tournament. It still had uh, a couple, I think it still had uh, eight or more entrants, thankfully. It had 11. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Um, and and the big thing is like you see a, a number of like good players also in there. Like the bracket oh, yeah. was fairly small for a tournament, but uh, you had you know some pretty good players. Datagram, Royal Heart, uh, Greedy Chun has always been kind of decent from what I can see. Oh, I, I yeah. watched him once in the, in tournament. So. <laughs> uh, oh really? What tournament was that? Uh, it was uh, Co Taku. I had just come off a really loss, uh, oh. really hard loss from Mr. Peck, but he, okay. he beat me fair and square. So. Okay, I actually don't see Greedy Chun travel that much outside of Chicago, so um, that, that's pretty cool to see. I hope I see him more at other things, but I guess he doesn't need to because he lives in Chicago and Combo <laughs> Breaker. 
yeah in the scene and then chuck obviously very good player so I, yes. I, i'd say overall the the bracket was, was quite strong despite its size yeah definitely it was a good bracket so let's go over the bracket right now um so um the winner was actually chuck and plasma second was gelato third was greedy chun um fourth was jojo fifth was cat killer um sixth and seventh roll heart and then datagram and then eighth was mr two um Uh, Royal Heart was actually uh, DQ'd, so um, unfortunately, D- Royal Heart kind of had a lower placing yeah, than we would expect. Didn't weren't they also in um, Soul Calibur like top eight or something like that? Yeah, they, I think it like ran at the exact same time as like Soul Calibur yeah, top eight. I, I saw there was um, conflict there. I remember it something like that. <laughs> yeah, I remember something like too, and stuff like that just happens. And unfortunately, like Skullgirls is the side tournament, yeah. and Soul yep. Calibur was the main tournament. So. One is worth more money than the other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully Skull, Soul Calibur will be hype um, at EVO, but that's this is a Skullgirls podcast, not Soul Calibur. So, anyways, um, yeah, I, I, it was still a little cool to see Chuck and Plasma beat Gelato, even though Gelato's my boy. I'm always rooting for him and racing well. Uh, Chuck has also been improving really well, and I thought he actually played just actually really solid. Like, a, you know, it can like fall. Sometimes you can look at a set and be like, oh, this was their off day or something. No, like Chuck and Plasma was just—he was just really solid today. So, um, uh, sure. overall, good tournament, good bracket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like a pretty awesome bracket, and uh, I want to talk about uh, escaping workforce a little bit, and um, we could see kind of some some pretty nice results. Gelato taking first in a number of them, and uh, Eye Control also showing up for for all of these as well. And then uh, one notable result, a uh, new player I haven't heard of before, actually, Rintaku, taking uh, third place over uh, some other some more notable players. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, so this was actually kind of confusing, or, or not confusing, but we saw this player called Rintaku take third place, and they apparently, in the bracket, it says they beat Facade. Um, Facade's like a pretty known player who's one of the better players, I think, for the online scene. Um, so it was actually kind of surprising. Um And uh, I saw Rintaku play, and they weren't that bad. Um, but it was, like, sort of confusing. Like, I, I wish on stream we got to see um, Rintaku versus Facade, but unfortunately their match was actually, like, just off stream, and we never got to see what happened. So, um, by the way, it's still a cool result. We got a solo fortune in a, in a top three for this online tournament. So, um, Sainun, eat your heart out. Um Yeah, all the all the new solo fortune players. Uh, if any of you do know Rintaku and uh, uh, know anything about him, uh, let yeah, know in the he's comments. a mysterious player. We never heard of him before. Yeah, never. New players are always fun to see. So if you know a little bit about him, go ahead and let us know in the comments. Hmm. Yep. All uh, right. Anything else of note that you want to talk about for escaping workforce, or do we want to go ahead and move on? Well, I don't want to like gang up on Facade, but he also lost to someone called Vlex and Losers, who Vlex also beat Cruel and Losers, which is a pretty good W, so if we're, if we're looking at results. Yeah, yeah, like, let me put it this way, that that bracket is really interesting, and I feel like we only saw, like, three matches on stream. <laughs> uh, like, I wish I could talk a lot more about this bracket, but it's just so confusing um, for that stream, which, that happens sometimes with these tournaments, when we, some of the cool matches are off stream. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I, I, I saw that too, Softy. It's, uh, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that player either. I didn't even see them on stream, I think at all. So I don't know what they played. So, 
interesting I don't know if it was stuff. an off day for facade or what, but who knows. Yeah, interesting stuff, interesting stuff. And then uh, after Escaping Workforce, uh, there's Be Great, obviously, another stable tournament that we have going on. And once again, we see some pretty similar names up in there. Uh, Gelato taking some wins, Harapon taking some wins. And uh, the fourth week, the big thing of note is that TJ, or otherwise known as uh, Swiftbox Dash, actually entered and took first place over both Harapon and Cloud. Uh, yeah, so why don't you tell me a bit about that, actually? Yeah, so it was an interesting interesting week. We had a lot of heavy hitters. Uh, thanks to the random seating, we got Swift Foss Dash versus Cloud King round one. Um, so that kind of messed with the bracket a bit. <laughs> Cloud King had to pull a gigantic loser's bracket run, and Cloud ended up getting third, losing to Swift Foss, Fox and Losers, because Hereupon took a set off of uh, TJ in winners finals which is pretty pretty impressive i think it was a 3-2 victory and then he got 6-1 in grands but he took a set he got he got some good hits in though <laughs> for sure for sure um yeah like i've seen it's actually kind of result um when we're talking about hereupon and tj i've actually always kind of thought that would happen in terms of hereupon beating tj it's always i felt possible any player who plays brass I feel like is the kind of perfect player to like just really get a good upset on TJ. So, um, like if anyone like I sometimes I when I, some players look at TJ, they're like, how do we deal with like a strong duo like Peacock with that assist with lock and load? Um, but really, the secret is kind of just play brass. <laughs> um, brass is really tough for Peacock to deal with, and uh, I, I, it's kind of a shame that in America we don't have more brass brass players to take advantage of it. So. Um, I, I hope this is a sign to everyone, like, hey, you really can just counter break brass sometimes, and it'll work out. Yeah, just play so. big band, forehead. <laughs> just play big yeah. band and peacock, it'll work. <laughs> I mean, it's not that easy to play. You do have to kind of know big band a bit to, like, yeah. do Most yeah. players can abuse kind of uh, pocket big band players, but if yeah, you do but... know big band, then, then it is helpful for the matchup. It does so. help out a lot, yeah. Um, I, in general, I thought B-Grade was actually pretty good this month. It had good turnout overall. Um, I actually liked seeing, like, Full Bleed enter one week, randomly. We had Penny and Fluter Sam. Like, they normally don't enter tournaments. All these players, like, we normally... And TJ, of course. A bunch of these players who we normally don't see enter these online tournaments just decide to all enter in April. I thought it was really fun. So, Yeah, very interesting for sure. And then, um, great turnout overall for the event. So, really well, well, well put out. Um, for PSN, moving over... Uh, a little bit. Got a little bit of time for them. Let's talk about Shaky entering. How about that? See him entering both of the uh, during the bi-weeklies. Yeah. Entering, Dante entering. Basically, like, Shaky Fingers has, like, played on PSN, but normally we normally don't see him in the actual, like, PSN Ranbats. I don't know if it was because of a time thing for him. Uh, I'm not sure. But whatever it was, uh, I think he got out of his system and now he's, like, entering and it's pretty cool to see. Um, uh, I wish I could see him play versus like Nano or some other players, um, but still it was a pretty good turnout with Red Sabrin and Idante. Um, I always like watching the solo players fight. Uh, and it's, it's always fun to watch Shaky do well. Um, so yeah, it was just good overall. So it's funny to see PSN. It's funny because last month we talked so much about 
Nano like coming in and kind of dominating, and then he didn't enter at all. This yeah, so I don't know what's I don't know I can't tell because uh, I'm not with the PSN community that much, but uh, I kind of hope that some of their players can like consistently enter. The other PC players, it always feels like it's you know pretty consistent with like Gelato, Rabble, Buckyo. I can usually count on seeing these players enter, but it feels so weird with PSN um, in terms of consistency. I know they uh, switched. They switched days, right? So that could have messed up people's availability. Yeah, the PSN does switch days, which can be difficult. Yeah, so um, yeah. just know for the PSN guys, I hope you guys really make it out to enter because I always like watching your events. So if you can, it's please make fun it to watch. Really strong players in, in PSN for sure. Mm -hmm. Um. So that is all the time we have for North America. So we're going to move on real quick to the Europe scene. So let's go and talk about a few couple of European events that happened this time. Uh, we'll go ahead and start off with Master. Okay. So um, obviously with Europe, we're going to start with Eurofight. Um, usually near the start of the month. Um, and this Eurofight I thought was pretty fun to watch. Um, uh, top eight was first with Mr. Peck, second with Sanji, third was Smile. Um, he's actually an old player, and we'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, fourth was Pills Eater. Uh, fifth was a Knife. Sixth was Buzzer Zero. Um, seventh was Toffle. And eighth was Gone to Heaven. Um, so a lot of this sort of makes sense, but the most surprising thing is basically um, Smile. Uh, so Smile, for people who don't know, he's like an older player. Um, I don't know when he started playing, but like he's got a be from definitely like 2016 days at least um and he kind of took a long break i think for school um maybe also just taking a break from sg and sort of recently he just came back to the discord and we sort of like nudged him like hey you should start playing sg again dude and he just came back and <laughs> the first tournament he entered got like third um actually gained kind of an upset versus a knife uh, buzzer and like Toffle and like, like I was surprised to see like him come back and not be super full of rust and like Smile's a pretty solid player honestly he de he deserved these wins he he played very well I think he even had a really good set versus Sanji too in that set so uh, honestly this tier fight was pretty fun to watch if only just to see like Smile like actually just come back out of nowhere and just really go to town so um. Always so good to see someone getting back on the bike, just like that, the bike, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like this kind of happened last month, but it's just always a good thing to see. Um, so uh, with that, uh, let's move on to uh, kind of another big event that I want to make sure I get to is the Mr. Boris Kumite. Um, so the Mr. Boris Kumite uh, is kind of special uh, for one big reason is Mike Z entered. Uh, he's our special guest who we none of us expected. Um, I don't know why Mike Z really entered, but maybe he just has the personal Russia connection, given, he, you know... He was in the stream <laughs> chat. Given and, his history. someone asked him to enter. <laughs> that was it. Okay. I well, I mean, I, I, I don't see Mike Z often entering some of these online kumites and stuff, but it was really... I thought it was something appropriate about, of all the ones he entered, it would be the Russian kumite. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, 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 to me, is, is very, very funny. <laughs> yeah. Um... But no, so th there's some pretty good results here. Uh, he got uh, Mr. Wars got to play against Tony and had a pretty good set. Um, Tony won three to two. Um, had a he actually when he played Mike, uh, Mr. Wars lost uh, one to three. But still, it was actually despite the lag, it was a really good set. Um, trust me. 
we had JP enter as well. That set went three two for JP. Unfortunately, these matches I'm mentioning, Mr. Boris keeps losing. But I let me promise you, Mr. Boris is a really interesting, fun player to watch. Um, that kind of happens through most of these. Uh, I would say is that a uh, Mr. Boris actually kind of loses, but like pretty narrowly, or at least they're really good sets. Um, and I want to make sure I point this out is that uh, Mr. Boris, um, he was really excited when Mike C entered because uh, Mr. Boris is more or less kind of like shouldering the Skullgirls Russian community all on his own back. Um, and he did this cool big video about like Lab Zero and their history, all translating the Russian to kind of explain like the history of the game to these guys, to that community. Um, and for, to him to like have his personal hero, Mike, just like come in and just get to play him. Uh, it's really, really cool. A lot of times we think of Mike Z as a player, but for some of us, like he is kind of like, you know, person to look up to or a hero of anything. Like it, it's really cool to kind of like get these moments with him. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think that that's kind of all I wanted to say, but I hope people get to watch and sort of appreciate sort of what's going on with the Mr. Boris Kumite here. For sure, for sure. And it's always good to hear about like new communities that you hadn't heard about before, because for me, I also not really heard about the Russian community prior to this. The Russian community, um, they actually like, they don't run like a weekly event or like a weekly like tournament, but they actually run like a weekly B grade, or sorry, a weekly get grade. You know, uh, they, they run like a newbie like event to like have them play exhibition matches and just like have fun and like learn to play while Mr. Boris offers like advice. Um, it's really cool and really fun. They run run it weekly. Um, check it out if you can. So yeah, Russian Russian community is sort of like fledgling and building up, but it's pretty cool to watch. So always good to see new players coming in. Always great. All right, and uh, while we're still on the topic of EU, let's go ahead and switch on over to uh, the EU Skullbats, where we have Suave uh, taking one week, Ranger taking another, and Peck taking the last week. Uh, what are yeah. some of the thoughts on that? Uh, kind of quick, but standard results, I think. Um, I believe, uh, I, I don't remember, but I think I asked Peck about this before, and I think one thing Peck has been trying to do is play more, this is maybe when Peck was just trying to play a point parasol with a Robo as a duo, instead mm -hmm. of just going with his normal trio. Um, I believe the reason he said was because he wanted something else to do with brass players like buzzer zero or sanji and whatnot um because obviously brass players the kind of thing mr peck would struggle with with his team um so i think normally he tries something out and it worked out in the last week um, hopefully it's something he can get working versus buzzer zero so um and we probably won't have time to cover this but there was an offline tournament with the mix-up um sort of stand results there it was a french tournament um uh, standard results with Nefros taking first, Sanji second, third with Rex, fourth is Waranoi, who traveled for this tournament, surprisingly. Um, fifth was Servon, sixth was Shaf, um, and then uh, seventh, I literally don't know their name. Like, I think it's Fighter. BB-838, BB-38 Fighter. Is that a Star Wars yeah. reference? Uh, I don't uh, know. Is that a Star Wars reference? I don't know. I don't, I like, but, uh, I uh, like but that's BB-8 and not, I don't think that, this is... It is... I think BB three eight. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Well, if anyone does know BB thirty eight uh, and what we assume is fighter, uh, let us know again in the comments. Uh, <laughs> if you know this player. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about him. 
It was a fun little tournament. I would recommend watching it. Um, But hopefully the VOD stays out there because it's actually not a permanent VOD. So if anyone can get a shout out to the... Somebody didn't watch the somebody didn't watch the PSA. Come on, folks. Nothing makes me aid. nothing makes me more sad than seeing a VOD on Twitch and I'm like, oh it's not a highlight. Oh. Come on, don't make Fenster cry. Please. Only you for five dollars a month can save your local <laughs> Save your VODs. Save a life. <laughs> okay. Alright, well let's go ahead and move on. Alright, so it's, um, moving on to Brazil, um, we had some issues finding a lot of Brazil's brackets this um, for this month, it's been month of April. Um, the one bracket we did find, we had pretty standard, standard results. We had um, uh, Jordito, Laggy, and uh, Homer, Homer Texas top three. Pretty much kind of the mainstays. If we find Is it Jorgito or Jorge? Um... I thought it was Jorge. Like that's just the from what I've known him over the years. Jorge makes more sense, actually. Because I mean, it, it could be Jorgito. I mean, Jorgito is just little Jorge. I, I know. Yeah. So like, I don't know if he. I don't know if he got smaller since I've met, since we've talked about him previously. And, maybe maybe smallness lost of some weight. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, rep- <laughs> to represent the smallness of our results here. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know. Okay. I had. I did talk to someone from Brazil scene recently. Uh, they said they were still running their events. They, I just, they just have a, I couldn't find the brackets. But they did mention okay. in the main core in like the event channel that they're still running weekly events. Okay, so sounds There's good. A, a lack of brackets, and if you want to see your events uh, on the results more often, uh, it would also extremely help us if you sent us in brackets. You know, It'd be uh, very nice. You can uh, send them in our Discord, which we'll have a link for in the description, or uh, if you just want to send it to one of us directly, it would, it would help us out immensely in gathering our, our resources for these uh, segments. Mm-hmm. Most certainly, most certainly. And um, let's talk about Japan for a bit to do a, a, a very quick uh, uh, move forward. Um, what are What is everyone's thoughts on Japan? What's some interesting stuff? Uh, so these results were pretty normal. Um, so first place was Shigeken, who's, uh, in my opinion, he's probably like the third best player in Japan. Um, I hope I don't get crucified by the Japanese community for saying that. Um, I, I've just seen Shigeken a lot, and I personally like him as a player. Uh, and I think I usually see him do pretty well. Um, second was Boncarge. I don't actually know how to pronounce his name, but he's a Japanese player who's been playing for a while, plays Painting Bella Band, and I like him a lot. Um, so if, if someone can please tell me how to pronounce his name, I would I'll like it a lot because I, I I like him so much that I feel bad for not saying his name <laughs> correctly. Um, third is Naminori, who, if people don't remember, he's actually a Japanese player who kind of frequently travels to America, um, at least for Frosty Faustins. Um, I remember that, uh, yeah. Cause yeah he's, what game? What other game does he play? He's good at. I think it's Melty. Yeah, Melty. That's what I remember from. Yeah, yeah right? that name seems vaguely familiar from not Skullgirls. So. I'd yeah. Um, and he he's pretty good at Skullgirls as well. I like his team. It's a uh, Painwheel Robo Double. It's a team I think is pretty good. I like that he's repping it out. Yeah, basically. Um, so yeah, it's a pretty cool team. Like seeing people play that. Um, fourth, uh, I'm not sure about this name. Uh, Ashidama Na. So again, please correct me on that name. Um, but that's also Para Double Eliza, pretty good team. Um, number five, 
um, is a player who entered as Philia Pro, and <laughs> I am almost 100% sure that's actually Kodama. He's a Japanese player who plays Paraphilia Band. Philia um, Pro 69. Yeah, I believe he's going for that joke. But is uh, that the is that the new SG meme? My character name 69 Pro. Oh, that that's been the joke for a while, man. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I, it, I thought only Alex was doing that. No, we've got some more people doing it, especially now with Philia Pro. So, Philia right. Pro 69 right here. Um, then after that, we got Wool, um, uh, Lug. Uh, I, again, all these Japanese player names, I know them. I see them on stream. I watch their streams a bunch. I don't actually know how they're supposed to be pronounced, but I want to say Lug because I think it's immensely funnier that way. So. <laughs> Um, but I actually like Lug a lot. Um, unfortunately, he only got seventh at this tournament here, Willow Wool. Um, so hopefully, he does better in the future. And we have eighth with B Rango, who's another player I personally know, and he actually wins this tournament with Solo Peacock. Yeah, and I he's, he was known for the pain wheel. Yeah, he's actually a pretty good pain wheel player, and I've never seen him go with Solo Peacock. But oh well. Um, oh, overall, oh. This, <laughs> I mean, I can't. I can't dictate these things, man. Um, maybe he's working on this peacock. I don't know. The peacock technology. It was it was a it was single elim two out of three. Okay. Yeah, this is the one thing I really don't, don't like from the tournament. I, I like watching it. The players are cool and they do some cool things, but uh, it is a single elim tournament that is run two out of three. Um, so don't get hit. I know that. Yeah, it's very rough, and I I don't know if we can really get the Japanese team to do this, but man, it would really be cool to just either do double elim or three out of five. Um, and as a quick last shout out, um, big thank you to FDD, um, uh, whose full name I can't say. <laughs> also I, goes by Mad Worlder. But yeah, if you see him on Twitch, it's usually uh, Mad Worlder. Um, and he's the person who actually rebroadcasts the stream in English for us, and gave, gave us a translation of names and help us with the bracket um he is gonna help be there for hopefully every J japanese monthly we have um to rebroadcast uh big shouts to him for helping us get aware and get us on top of these japanese players because japanese players stream a bunch but it's hard for us to like understand what's going on so um big shouts to him for sure for sure for sure um and now let's move on to what we kind of can say is the highlight of the month um oceana very this is definitely my highlight of the month yeah, Fencer was it was ready for this all month long. Okay. I can tell you that. <laughs> okay, so let, let let me let me talk about this. So OCE, I've been watching this scene for I guess the past year or so, and um, they kind of have this big problem with Jedi Link. If we probably talked about this on the podcast before, Jedi Link sort of um, to give the story, but Jedi Link's you know the normal top player who's been uh, uh, beating everyone most of the time. There's been sometimes he's lost before, um, but it's usually pretty rare. Uh, most of the time it's usually him. And they kind of, and a bunch of those players like will sometimes switch teams or switch assists, but very rarely do they ever consistently beat Jedi Link. But what was pretty notable about this week though was basically, um, if we look at the results right here, um, for like <laughs> three weeks in a row, it was Jedi Link first, then Mao in second. And let me tell you that like, the big deal about that was just like, those sets with Jedi and Mao in their grand finals or their winners finals were always really close really good Skullgirl sets. Um, like, it would be, like, Mao winning over Jedi um, in winners, but then having close set in a grand finals reset. Um, they, they were just really good games overall. 
I guess the secret for Mao was he just decided to drop the Peacock and go with du double big band. And it seemed to be working out really well for him. Um, and then, like, like you could almost, like, taste how close Mao was to just beating Jedi all three times and, like, getting that W. Um, and it kind of culminated at the very end where we had this result of the top three was Risky, Yoma, and Mao. And the surprising thing was Jedi was at the tournament and he finished in fourth. Didn't even get top three. Um, like, uh, what happened was uh, Yoma beat... Uh, Yoma beat Jedi in winners, and then Mao beat Jedi in losers. Um, and both of those players lost to Risky. Um, uh, it was kind of just a really good bracket overall. Like, overall, highly top recommend for Oceana in terms of what was going on for the Rambats. We recommend all of their all these ones, all their VODs. Um, and it's just really good to kind of see that developing storyline of players, like, getting better, improving, trying new things out to get over the, you know, their target, um, whatever gatekeepers there and to see if they could actually get a good payoff. Um, really proud of kind of them for like really trying to push things forward and, and maybe past this, you know, who, who knows how it's going to be if maybe John Link will keep going months ahead, but I would want them to like look at this month to see that like, yeah, it is possible to just push yourself forward and get over that hump, whatever it is that you're getting over. So, um, yeah, really exactly. Yeah. It's always good to see players who have been struggling to beat someone, kind of like their personal demon, you know. And it's always good to see players kind of overcome that hurdle and place better than them, because you know, at that point that you've leveled up, and that's one of the great things to see in the FGC is people leveling up, you know, because competition is ultimately what we're in here for, right? We want good competition, at least yeah. as spectators. Mm -hmm. That's what I so, love. It was such a. This is what I would say. It's definitely such a good spectator event for these Rambats for Oceana. They're so fun to watch. Um, they're fun players. They play... I mean, they all have big band, I know. Um, but it's actually... Beyond big band, there's actually, like, a good mix. Like, Squiggly, Double, um, The Valentine, Philia, Beowulf. It, they're all play so different, and it, it's so fun to watch, honestly. I, I can't recommend this enough to uh, see how the players are and how different they are. Risky's always a joy to watch in general, but so is Mao. I love watching Mao's double so much. So, um, Really big props for them on this, and I really hope that uh, in the future Oceana also does well. Um, but we can't mention Oceana without also going to the Demise Committee. Um, so this is also a big, important thing I want to point out, because Demise isn't someone we're going to see on the Oceana Rambats, because Demise, unfortunately, has a scheduling problem uh, and can't make it to the online brackets. But he is, he is an up-and-coming player. Uh, Demise has been, like, on the radar for a while in terms of trying to make it up there with the top five players in the region. Um, the commonly agreed top five players in Oceana are, you know, Jedi Link, uh, Yoma, Mao, um, and then Age. Uh, and then I, I think I forgot someone in there. Um, oh, Risky. Yeah, those are our top five players. And it's usually mostly those players in the top three of all those Rambats, pretty pretty normal. Um, unfortunately, like, Demise doesn't get to go out to brackets, but he does super well whenever he does, and or plays very well whenever he gets those players. So for a while, like, Demise actually wanted to run a Kumite to say, like, hey, I think I'm top five. I think I deserve to be in this echelon of um, top players in the region. You know, basically, like, if we're going to make a Smash comparison, think, like, Lethin to the five gods of you know melee you know someone who's like 
pretty good in trying to actually challenge them. Um, so that's what that's why Demise ran this Kumite, and the results, I want to say, paid off. Um, Demise had some really good sets. He actually beat Yoma and Risky in pretty close sets. Um, it was 5-3 to three versus Yoma, and it was 5-4 to four versus Risky. Um, and he lost to Mao and Jedi. Uh, unfortunately, they were pretty... Pretty bad sets, actually. Like, he actually lost pretty, kind of badly. Pretty clean. But, I, but I have my assurances from Demise himself that he looks at these losses and is like, you know, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to study these VODs. I'm going to, like, get back Carter next time. And that level of effort is what I love to see in these players, where I talk to them, ask them what they can do better, and they're like, I'm going to go back in there. I'm going to review my matches, and I'm going to be better the next time. You'll see. Um, that determination is why I think, you know, Demise is going to be a player to look out for. So I would advise anyone to kind of, like, look out for this dude, check out his VODs, and um, put it up there for him, man, because he, he is aiming for the top, and I, I like seeing that. Close set against Wing Zero also is a special guest. <laughs> yeah, so our special guest uh, for this Kumite was Wing Zero, who stopped by, who, like, at 4 in the morning for SoCal. <laughs> like, um, it was like, yo, I'm, he, he, I don't know why, but he just entered, and it was a lot of fun. Um, and let me tell you, um, no one's a bigger fan of Wing Zero than Demise. <laughs> um, he loves, actually, like, anything Wing Zero does. I think, like, partway through the set, like, Demise, like, came into the voice channel and was like, oh my gosh, Wing hit me with the thing I always see him do on, on VODs. That was so cool! <laughs> <laughs> that level of, like, fanboying while, like, getting destroyed is just funny. <laughs> I mean, Demise didn't get destroyed here, but... It was just, it's just really, really cool to see, you know, that level of um, studying someone and then, like, having them fan out a bit. It, it, was, it was fun. All in good fun and cool. Did really uh, well, also, you know? Yeah. No, Demise is definitely a good player. Let, let me make no mistake. He's pretty good. So, um, sure. overall, it looked really fun. Yeah, Oceana seemed pretty hype. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Uh, do we have any other notes on Oceana? Um, no, I think we're good. All right. Uh, do we want to talk about uh, YSB at all? Maybe um, briefly. We we can. Um, so YSB is uh, the month, uh, not the monthly. Uh, YSB is like the weekly de event that Oceana actually has. It's their local event, um, and some of the players can make out, but the players spread out for Oceana is kind of wide. So only a couple of their players make it out. It's typically like Risky, CJ, um, the mice sometimes makes it out, but it's kind of difficult. Um, talks uh and i believe i'm uh oh interplay or enterpay so we, we usually see like those players a bunch and oceana and they're pretty good players um we don't normally get their brackets or vod's very much but actually for the month of april we do have a single vod from uh their ysp um and the results were pretty i would say typical uh, risky uh placed in first and demise was second and third was cj um uh, Demise, like, normally, I, I think he said he was tired. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I think it, the, he usually goes risk, even with Risky, I would say, from what I've seen in the results. Um, so I think this is pretty standard bracket for YSP. Um, but hopefully it's a sign in the future that they'll start actually putting out their locals very much because, yeah, Oceana does have an actual local. Um, hopefully anyone in Australia can look up to see if it's close to them. I know Australia is a very big place, so... Uh, you know, hopefully they can get something going. It, it's tough for them, but I like to see that they're putting out that effort. So, and the Oceana scene is very fun. They they all seem like cool guys, especially Risky. 
So certainly, certainly. Oceana hype this month. Yeah, or last yeah. month rather. Well, yeah, this was last month. I mean, so we re- we're recording this in like May, and um, May does have their actual big offline major BAM, um, which actually happened uh, the week before Combo Breaker. So check out BAM if you got time. But we'll talk about that next month. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and. That is about all the time we have for the results, so we're going to go ahead and cut that off now, and we're going to start preparing for our quote-unquote interview, uh, more of just a general combo breaker discussion, but we will be including a Q&A with our special guest, Chilato. Uh But for now, a brief intermission, and we'll be right back to you folks soon. Hello, everybody, and we are back from our brief intermission, and we are now joined by Gelato. Go ahead and say hello to everyone. Hello. What's up? It's me, Gelato. Uh, would you like to tell the audience anything about yourself? Sure. So um, I'm a Skullgirls player from Chicago. Um, I've been playing it. Uh, I bought it on release as my first fighting game, but I didn't really start really getting into it until around, like, going to tournaments until around 2014. You bought um, Vanilla? Yeah. Oh, was that on, did you buy it on, like, PSN? Yeah, on PS3. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, you, so you but, got like, it. I wasn't really, like, into the scene or anything. Okay. When did yeah, you get into um, the scene then? Yeah, it was like around 2014 with the uh, UFGT X. Oh, UFGT-10. that was your... Yeah, that I was remember... like my first major. We played there, actually. That's right yeah, there. we met there. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, I play Parasol Double Cerebella, um, and I uh, helped a lot with the the Shoryuken wiki, and I made uh, Team One with Bacon. Um, yeah, let's actually talk about those for man, because like those are kind of, I mean, they're probably not your biggest accomplishments because you know. You're a competitor, you're probably going to value how you do in the competitive scene. But I think the community stuff is also very important, and I think we should talk mm-hmm. about that a bit. It gets over um, so, how much work people put into community building. Yeah, especially with how good the wiki is, and I think, you know, how much work we put into it. So let's, um, let's like, talk about that for a bit. So, um, like, what? let's start with the wiki. Um, like, where was, like, the wiki before and after when you started touching it? Yeah, sure. So, like... The shorter you can wiki, like you, if you go on there, there's it has a lot of games on there, and a lot of old school games have pages, um, like that are really good and have been around forever. Uh, so and Skullgirls actually had, I think they had it, um, ever since even before the game came out. But it was, um, oh shoot, I forgot to look up his name. Uh, the um, oh that old <laughs> editor, right? It was basically for such a long time. It was one guy who was doing all of it and he was updating it throughout like like SDE and the PC release and it wasn't flotilla was it it was uh it was oh it's pizza rhino pizza rhino yeah. yeah 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 so pizza rhino maintained it for a very long time but he stopped around um i think around like when big man or eliza came out and then yeah for a while the the wiki just was kind of dead um people used it as like a, a like when people want to look at frame data, it, like it's like, yeah, you go SRK, but it's probably wrong. So this is like, we should probably make this better. Uh, it started off with just getting the like frame data and like getting like move pictures on there, um, and then like stuff just kind of snowballed from there. It was like, well, we could really rewrite a lot of these descriptions, and like, oh, we, like this would be a nice page to have, and like it just became this huge project with so many different people helping out and. It's still uh, like an ongoing project today. I don't think it's really ever going to end, but like 
it's the wiki's in a pretty good spot right now and is, is there anything speaking of like the ongoing parts of the wiki is there anything like you want to like talk about like directions or like any recruitment like is there anything people can help out with right now on the wiki that you think we should talk about yeah or? so um the best so right now the wiki has like frame data hitboxes basic move description stuff like that um it's weak in like combos resets and um yes. like we have this team building page too that like we want to like make into a useful resource um so if you want to like if you want to help edit the wiki i guess i can like go in more details on how to do this later but like uh mostly like writing out like fleshing out the combo sections the reset sections the team building sections and those are, like probably the biggest areas for improving right now yeah yeah um, only about half the cast has it was really fleshed out for the team building section a lot of them just has like pictures of the default assist without really explanation of what they want out of a team what they bring to a team all that stuff but yeah. there's a lot of good resources on there yeah so um, it's sort of like some of the characters are complete and we want that to be like the format of like you know yeah it's guys... a bit inconsistent with the quality of the pages like um depending on who was able to write stuff for it yeah, there's a bunch of pages that are written by different... Uh, yeah, it was not one single person. It was not Gelato who yeah, wrote the, these pages. It wasn't, no. me. it wasn't me either. Um, we had a lot of people help with like writing stuff for each character page. Yeah, um, kind of I actually want to uh... give a brief shout-out to all the people who helped with it. Um, oh, go ahead. Seeing Conroy, he... That guy is a legend. He went through <laughs> uh, every single character's frame data in the game and verified it on the wiki. Oh, that's and wild. Yes. Uh, there were, there was a lot of stuff that needed to be updated. So yes. uh, thank him for his... Like, awesome we don't talk about him enough, but he did a lot of work for us, and it was like a godsend. And uh, shout out to two people here at Fenster. Uh, Fenster wrote a lot of the, or at least, like, started a lot of the new, uh, like, character descriptions and, like, move descriptions. Yeah, so just kind of showing the that. format of how it should be written and in the way that, like, hopefully it could be useful to other people. Um, and just kind of giving Gelato like ideas and poking them occasionally. That's... Yeah, like me and you would like go back and forth. <laughs> we still do go back and forth like ideas for, for the project and stuff. No problem. I'm I'm always happy to help, but I always see it as like your baby. So. <laughs> and then uh, Softy, you wrote a lot of stuff for Fukua's page, and yeah, you could, I think that, the majority it's of probably, it. It's probably one of the most complete pages on it. It's kind of like a example for the rest of the pages. And yeah. shout outs to everyone who ever stopped by the wiki channel and the Skullgirls Discord and made small edits. Like any anyone who ever edited the wiki, thank you so much. Yeah, or, or like people in the channel or not in the channel who, who like give us DMs or just tell us mm -hmm. helps out a lot. Yeah. Certainly like it's a, it's a huge community effort. Yeah, no, uh, the great thing about like a good community built wiki like this is that uh, you get some Varying opinions, uh, some some good, some bad. But the good thing is that you get yeah. more points of view. That was actually one of the challenges was um, like writing the stuff in such a way where it's like we won't want to we want to stray as far away as possible from like subjective stuff, so people don't like yeah. be like, well, why did you say uh, the Parasol's napalm pillar sucks <laughs> or like something like that? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, kind of the way I try to keep it neutral. When when I started writing for the wiki, I try to put things as neutral as possible in terms of showing the usefulness of moves and sort of how they can be converted off of or how they can be used, but try to avoid like ju summary judgments of like how good or bad things are maybe how good things are if it's like notable 
to everyone like how good it is like eliza stan medium punch and how i was reminded over and over this should <laughs> this movie needs to be like you know highlighted and circled and yeah, um, I think we I think learned, we a, learned lot a lot about what it takes to uh, make a good like fighting guide through the process list. Um, something I learned and want to go back to more is like uh, cleaning, cleaning up some up of the some moves way. descriptions because some of them just have way too much detail, or like or at least organizing the detail of it. Like I think like doubles level five has like like must have like fifteen bullet points on like all the different stuff. And I think I went back and cleaned that one up a little bit, but yeah, um, there's a there's it's a big task. <laughs> it is, yeah. There's always it, stuff that could be done better. There's so much to do on the wiki, so please, if anyone's like out there who wants to help contribute more, um, we could always use more people trying to help. If you want to be a writer or you yeah. have some idea, please throw it at us. Um, Literally anything need to look at the wiki is up for to be edited and improved, so if you have any like contributions you want to make, doesn't need to be strictly what I just mentioned earlier. Uh, stop by the. There's instructions on how to like become an editor on the uh, wiki channel on the Skullgirls Discord. Yeah, and keep in mind this is for everyone. Like, there's no if you didn't write for the Peacock page or the Parasol page or the Robo page, whatever page that you want to help with, don't be afraid to like just try to edit it or to try to contribute to it. No one owns mm -hmm. any single page. Um, just as long as you try to talk to someone and. Uh, you, usually you'll be fine as long as you just get a conversation going about what you want to do and how you think it should be improved. So, um, so please help us so we can use any help we can, especially as me and Gelato are getting more busy these, these days. So, yeah, certainly, certainly. And speaking of being busy, uh, the wiki is not your only project at the moment, is it? No, uh, let's talk it's a little not. bit about uh, tuna with bacon real quick. So yeah, after the wiki thing kind of died down and was in like. Uh, I was kind of done with what I want, what I wanted to do with it. Uh, like something that actually came up during, like one of the ideas we had for the wiki was like we should have a a list of video links to majors, and it was like, oh man, it would be cool if we had like a site like uh, um, Keep On Rocking or um, LTDB or um, ChainShift.com. Now formerly ChainShift, now Passing Link. Uh, just uh, like these games have like really good match video databases. And they're so helpful for learning the game, and it's just like a general reference or resource. Like when I was learning Guilty Gear, um, or like Melty, like these games I don't even really main. Like they're not like just not Skullgirls. I don't play them as much as Skullgirls, but I would I would watch so much more Guilty Gear because Keep On Rocking just had so many videos of um, of Guilty like high level uh, Guilty Gear matches, and it was easy to watch. And that kind of accessibility is good for like not just casual viewers but also just like experienced players because like like say you're experienced experienced guilty gear player and there was like no one time stamped the mikado vods like who the hell is gonna like watch like seven hours to find every single like match <laughs> yeah. of a certain player like it helps out like pretty much every level of player and like being able to easily see uh not just high level but, like like anyone play the game and like do your own research and watch other watching other people play the game is like such a big part of learning how to play and basically just wanted a resource like that for Skullgirls. and also like i wanted to get my feet like did my feet more into web development i had a little bit of a background in it but uh this was like i didn't really know that much about like how to actually make a website like this so i was i was doing a lot too so like if something is like if you're an actual web developer and you see something <laughs> on the site that's like why do you do this like 
Like that's why. <laughs> yeah. um, um. So, do you have any like big projects for how to move Tomb with Bacon forward? Is yeah. It... So, in the future, look out like something I'm still really not happy with is the submission progress, the submission process. So, in the future, uh, be looking out for a more streamlined way to add videos to the site. To, add, to actually like add them instead of the current mm -hmm. system right now is you send it's literally uh, just like hey message me timestamps and i'll put them in there myself which <laughs> is not the way to do it at all so ideally um, no no it's not but, like, but in the future yes in the future there'll be a, a far more streamlined way to do it so okay. uh, be on the lookout for that well this one's great perfect perfect and thank you very much for introducing yourself and, and telling us some about what you've done for the community and now that we've got the biggest community event for Skullgirls coming up, or at least one of them, uh, Combo Breaker. So this is the pre-Combo Breaker episode, so I, I figured uh, in lieu of a traditional interview, uh, we will instead go over some of uh, the Combo Breaker pools and talk about some players and stuff like that. How's that sound for everyone? Hell yeah. Sounds great. Yep. Awesome. So uh, we have uh, the uh, pool list here. So we have everybody uh, up here. And... Um, Let's just talk about some some players that we find interesting in each pool. For me personally, in D1, uh, we have some some real classic names. Obviously, we have arguably the best player, probably the best player, eh, most definitely the best player, Sonic Fox. <laughs> um, we have Shaky. Uh, we have Pos. We have Red Witch, Psychopath. Some some well known names. Um, what what do you all think of Pool D1 here? I, I think personally, it's kind of a, a killer pool, but it was and uh, Softies in it as well. It was oh, a little. <clears throat> harder like when full bleed had to drop out of the tournament so he was in that pool i'm not sure if they'll take him out by the time combo breaker starts but it's think i think they will because i do think combo breaker the past de definitely last year they like changed their pools a bit mm -hmm. maybe there's someone there's a uh there's um a pool like i guess this preface this whole thing there's a pool submission feedback form if you're any of the players in these pools and want to like if you have to play someone in your region or something, they'll mm -hmm. they're really receptive to feedback, and like just from like my own experience in the past or what I've heard from other people. Um, I think I yeah. So for this pool specifically, D one, I looked at this pool I, at first. I thought it was probably one of the harder pools, and then when full bleed unfortunately had to drop out, um, I think this pool was more on par with the other ones. And we'll probably get the other people, like people who sign up on site. If we have two open, if we have two buys, we're definitely getting. Some people who miss registration but still want to play, so we might be right. getting Dango in our in this pool. Yeah, we can yeah. Get, so we Dango can actually, uh, I can't remember if it was an error or if it was like an error on his part or Combreaker or Smash GG's part, but uh, he their uh, entry did not go through, so they're gonna enter on site and they're gonna get the way Combreaker does that is they're gonna get put into one of the free buys in the brackets, so. Uh, there's a wild card uh, coming yeah. in one of these pools. The, there's a there's a bomb to be planted, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Dango, a very strong player, of course. So uh, knocked me out at Combo Breaker last year, and top thirty two. So obviously nothing but respect for them. Um, I have no so, idea. I, I I want Dango to do well, but as much as we want to talk about him, we just don't know where he'll be in bracket. Like yeah, yeah. depending yeah. on where he's put. He could either be in a great pool that like lets him get to like maybe top eight, or maybe he just gets drowned in pools. We, yeah. we don't know. But so, in a, there are there's some pooler there's there's some ki pooler these killer, killer pools. 
There's some pooler killers out here. <laughs> <laughs> some real sharks. As, um, as my oh, old yeah. melee crew would say, there's not a lot of pool towels. You know, there's no, there's no <laughs> one that you're just like the top players are gonna dry themselves off with. Oh my gosh! The pool. <laughs> oh my gosh! That, that is such a smash. Way to put it. <laughs> it amazing. I love it. It's call them, also surprised me as to deal with hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And that is a meme for another time. Uh, <laughs> pool D2, moving forward. Um, some less recognizable names here, but still some some pretty recognizable ones. Um, we have Fosh, Liam, PME, uh, Ravioli, Shadow Stew, TBD, uh, otherwise known as Trained by Death. Um, FDDD, I've seen them around. Um, That's Mad Worldly, by the way. Mad Worldly, yeah. The person we were talking about earlier. Uh, Shoutouts to them again for, mm -hmm. for Japan stuff. Um so, obviously, again, some pretty strong players in this pool as well. Fosh, PME, Liam, all them. Um, so, I, I maybe not a lot of people know this, but Ravioli, uh, he actually switched teams. Um, like, last year, and for most of, like, this year, he was actually playing uh, his trio of, like, Philia, Robo, Fukua. Yeah. And he liked that team a lot because he was a big Philia fan. But he actually just since decided, you know, I'm actually a fortune player. And now he just switched his teams to a fortune double um, Fukua. That's like my so, dream team, to be honest. But I just don't like playing for it. Doesn't sound like a doesn't, <laughs> doesn't sound like a team you can go wrong with. It, nope. It's a it's a pretty good team, and it's actually like I don't want to say it's like Ravi's true form, but it feels <laughs> like he it, like you know I could feel the funk coming off of him every time. <laughs> and like I didn't I never even met the guy. I could just feel it every time I talked to him of like how much he was not enjoying SG whenever he like talked about things. But ever since he picked up Fortune, it feels like he's been revitalized. He's been enjoying SG more than before. Um, so I think it's, I don't know how well he's going to do with the team. I have seen him actually really improve from his like day zero double to like, uh, I guess week one double. <laughs> um, it's still got a way to go, but he's improving and he's making it work, and uh, I, I'm glad to see that. So he he does have a new team, so it's going to be different this time around. Has finally embraced the darkness in his heart. he's one of the three uh, European players coming. Yes, he's one of the people. It's less the than last international year. representation. Yeah, we don't have that much international representation. Definitely less than last year, but it's still good to see him travel out. He enjoyed cb so much last year he just wanted to come again That's and i'm glad for it yeah That's i think he even like. said that he maybe wants to come to see otaku which i think he would enjoy that event a lot as well. oh yeah see otaku also I, a great event cb great event but see otaku is, is from my homeland and i love it so much <laughs> the homeland I'm, of anime homeland of anime anime and mosquitoes <laughs> <laughs> so liam is also in this pool is definitely one of the favorites to make top eight not yeah. top three so Liam's um, in this pool, and so all of us are not sure about what team Liam's actually going to be playing, because um, Liam's been saying a lot of stuff apparently about like trying other characters and playing other teams. And I, don't, I, I just don't even know him recently. Uh, he cycled through uh, some Parasol teams, like Parasol Robo Fortune Double. I don't know if I remember if it was that exact order. Um, like Robo Fortune, Peacock, like Big Band teams. Yeah, I think Black like. Those sets of characters are stuff he's been uh, switching around with when he played me. The last time I asked, or was like kind of talking about it, he said uh, he's rusty and he's probably he's pr trying to prep the the classic team he ran from last combo breaker because before he was trying to switch to like a brass team, 
Uh, yeah. But then he he's been working with, on Skullgirls Mobile and all that so much, uh, and other and, and other projects. And I think Liam was preparing the Robo Para double in some order with Clyde. I think that was the plan, but I'm not positive. And the char his character pool is pretty big, so he can bounce around. Yeah, I hope he runs that team. I want to see more Parasol. Speaking of people with new teams, we do also have PME, who I believe he dropped Fukua from his trio um, before PME was playing uh, Fortune, uh, Robo, and Fukua. I, Fortune, Fukua, Robo. And now PME's playing, I believe, Fortune, Robo, and Pengmail, right? PME's playing a lot of different teams. Um, was playing Fortune, uh, like, Painwheel Fukua, Fortune Double Painwheel, and then last time I played PME it was Solo Fortune just in, in a lobby, and then Fortune Robo Double or something like that. Mm, okay, so maybe PME's got also some teams that he's thinking about as well. I also see him here playing, I can't remember if you mentioned this, Fortune Painwheel Robo. Yeah, that's what I was... Yeah. I, I just didn't remember the order, yeah. And uh, obviously there's kind of some... Uh, People we haven't seen in a little while. I haven't seen Fosh personally in a, in a hot minute. So I, I think Fosh is now on that level of playing school rules at events to hang out with people as far as yeah. I Yeah. But nice to see Fosh back, and obviously Fosh has always been a pretty good player. So. And the last thing to mention, I hope FD does well. Just like with Softy, this is both of their first um, offline majors, I believe. For yeah, SG. For Skullgirls, yeah. Yeah, for SG, obviously. Um, so I hope both of them do well. Um, so I think you will do fine, and I hope you enjoy the tournament. Yeah, so the D pools are done now. And moving on to E, we have uh, a pretty strong pool, at least pretty decently strong. We have uh, Adivius, Adivis, Adive, Adivis, Adivis, Adivis uh, Bungo, Chaka Thunder, Dice Drills, Jack Onason, Joe Mother, Mai. Onison. Onason. It's got two E's, friends. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Peck stuff and White Fury. Come on, we got to be proper weebs here. <laughs> yeah, so some strong players to know. Uh, Mr. Peck, obviously, a very strong European player. Uh, Adivas, Adivas. Um, so I've actually never seen Adivas play Mike Z. And I'm actually... Uh, maybe they won't get like this in bracket, but I really wish I could see them play. Maybe one day. Yeah. He played Mike at uh, Sierra Taku. Oh, Maze is Rikasun? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so Rikosun's actually been playing a SG lot. a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's been streaming a bunch, and he's a cool guy, so... Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, solo Peacock. I want to see Rikosun versus a Psychopath, but they're in different brackets. So. <laughs> the solo Peacock, mirror match, death match. Um, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, right. some players to note, uh, Pack, Adivase, like I was saying, drills, uh, stuff. Um, I feel like the story for this... Is going to be an obvious, like, you know, Adivase and Peck will be the favorite to get out of the winners, but we don't know who's going to get out of the losers, I feel. So um, I wanted to see Stuff versus Drills a lot, because I feel I like agree. they're both That'd be a good match. pretty good, and I also feel like the way Stuff plays is going to get, like, blown up by Squiggly. Just, you can't give Squiggly oh, space, really? and Stuff gives everyone space. So, like, oh, I, see, I feel I like remember... going to get singed, because SoCal doesn't have a Squiggly, really. Lingus plays solo now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frosty, this is such a long, this is a long time ago, but Frosty seventeen, I believe, stuff beat drills. There we go. Okay, so we got. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's cool. Also, side note, um, there is a actual SoCal Squeaky player. It's Weatherby. Oh yeah, I forgot about Weatherby. Yeah. He does play very infrequently, so I understand why 
the weather okay. boy. Uh, but no, he's there and he's repping the squiggly pain meal. So yeah, that'll be a good set. And now it's a run back, so there's more on the line if they play. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm glad to see Drills play again in general. I, I, Drills is a yeah. really cool guy. Hope everyone says hi to him. Yeah, yeah. Drills also really fun to play and hang out with. So uh, E1, uh, pretty decent amount of players in there. Um, kind of less than some pools in terms of the real killer killers out there. Uh, yeah. E2 Ooh, definitely baby. has uh, some some strong stuff in there uh depending on of course how how on game sage is sage obviously used to be one of our top one players fighting sonic fox pretty much year after year for grand final spots so let's go over the whole yeah, thing so actually uh sage won uh the last skull girls major frosty faustings mm-hmm. yeah. um important to know and in case you don't in case uh no one uh people out here may not know uh sage before like m- many people like uh if you like were just entering fgc uh sage is like a really good dragon ball player but he got his one of the games he got his start in and, and i think he said it was like probably like one of his favorite games of Skullgirls. um for him and sonic Fox, so. yeah they said openly like sg is their favorite so so it's always cool to see him uh come back and play i don't know if he ever I don't know how much he does. He does stream it from time to time. Um, I asked him yesterday on on his stream what team he was playing. He's gonna he says he's gonna try to play Paracel double mostly. Um, and I think he was oh, playing, he was playing off stream yesterday because I saw Alucard was like he was showing Alucard how to play that on time. Hmm. So he's Sorry, going Parasol double. Parasol Parasol Bella. My bad. Oh, okay. Parasol. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, I was gonna say that's the team I knew. Duo, him to yeah. play. This is frequently the team he's been trying to play. Yeah, he played yeah. a bit at Frosty as well before eventually going to his Bayo trio. Known um, for, known for. And uh, let's go over the whole pool, though, not exclude anybody. Yes, yes. Uh, Alcoholic Robot, we have Alex Pie, Aqualord, uh, Sage, of course, Fuzzy Snugs, Mega Man DS, Midi Man, otherwise known as Midi, uh, Mine, also called Jordan, Pancakes, and Turvon. Um, what real names now? Whoa. Well, mine is always... He's gone by Jordan for a while now. Okay, okay. Um, I, I think so, at least. I, most people have called Don't him Jordan. Don't <laughs> doxing live on stream. Yeah, live, live dox. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's that. a bunch of... I think this pool is actually kind of full when it comes to good players. Or at least, like... I mean, uh, maybe not top players, but like I think it's got a lot of really... It's, got it's gonna be really tight. In there. Yeah, it's got people who will hold you down and drown you under the water. <laughs> so definitely, not- like, Fuzzy's... Like, Fuzzy's always going to be a solid player, I think, and I don't know mm-hmm. how much he's been practicing, um, but he pretty much does well every CB, no matter how much he practices. Yeah, I, I think he's got a solid shot at top 24, for sure. Um, yeah, he's one of the few NA school, or, um, squiggly players. Yep. And Skullgirls uh, players, but yeah. And <laughs> Skullgirls players. Uh, <laughs> we'll Sage, this. obviously, if Sage is on his game, then he's pretty much a shoe-in for top 8. Um, but no, really game, who's getting out of losers is going to be a more interesting question. Yeah, who, well, it depends if Sage has been practicing actively, because there has oh, okay. been some True. tournaments where Sage has gone out of pools. Gone yeah, out that happened last year at CB. So. Yeah, so it really depends on if he's playing the game and if he's practicing, because there's people in this pool that could that could beat Sage if he yeah, hasn't we... practiced. Yeah, we do have, like, Turvon here who, um, uh, like, he has been playing a lot and trying to, like, level up. Yeah, at the exhibition, he killed a lot of people. Uh, Yeah, last year at (laughs) CB, he did well. He's going to carry me in the 3v3. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, other notable names, obviously, we've talked about Sage, Fuzzy, Turvon. Uh, We have Mega Man DS. Um, Yeah, Mega Man DS, who's always, he is always, like, the upsetter. I don't don't know, like, what a term is for this, but, like. the The meme lord cometh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so like he's got a lot of memes about him but top 300 he is a very <laughs> top 300. 
He's oh gosh, the memes will not end if we don't stop now. Um, he's like a just, he's a SoCal player who doesn't answer all the time, but when he does, he does pretty well. He, he's, Leo, he's a very solid fundamentals player. Some combination of Parasol, Fukua, and Robo. He most I think his point he's what I saw him last when he was at Salty was a point Robo Fukua Parasol. Hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, some combination of those characters, yeah. Then, Mostly gets uh, by with his good fundamentals, usually. Yeah. And uh, Nitty is another... Um, Fundamental player, I mean, for sure. SoCal player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mitty Man's fundamentals are insanely good. Uh, and he's been he's been grinding. I've seen him asking for a lot of matches. Yeah, and, going over mm-hmm. him. and didn't we talk about this on the podcast last time? But I think Mitty was also... Okay, maybe not. But Mitty was also... Maybe we just didn't cover it. But yeah, Mitty has also been doing better at Salty lately as well. Has some yeah. really good matches versus Mike Z. Um... Yeah, I, I think Midi also is going to be, uh, whatever comes out of this pool, I think it's going to be pretty good. So Yeah, and then obviously we have uh, Alcoholic Robot uh, and yeah. uh, Mine slash Jordan. Um, both, both players not to underestimate. Yeah. Both players not to sleep on at all. They will they will kill you quickly. And yeah, if, uh, if I had to predict a top three, I'd say Sage, Fuzzy, Turvon, but there's tons of potential for upsets between everyone yeah. who's in that top three. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. For sure. And uh, if we don't go over your name in the pool here, um, you know, nothing nothing personal to you. We just haven't really heard much about you yet, if you are if you happen to be watching. Well, Alex Spy's been playing the game for a yeah. while. Oh, yeah. we Obviously, we, we kind of neglected to mention Alex. Alex Spy might also be in this tier two. But, yeah, this yeah. pool is really hard to predict what's going on. So For sure. There's a lot of players in this pool that could easily win. Um, mm-hmm. So... Let's move on to the H's. We have H1 here. Um, this pool also has some pretty, you know, decently strong players for sure. Um, we have Datagram. Who's this gelato guy? I've never heard of this clown. <laughs> uh, uh, Dam- Datagram, Dormox, uh, this gelato guy. Uh, Greedy Chun, Krakatoa, uh, Latino Flava as a... Let's <laughs> <laughs> not... That's not dox people on stream. <laughs> uh, Namby Pamby, uh, Rodney Red, uh, Sunset Radiance, uh, the One GE, and Wing Zero. So obviously some really good names in here to mention as well. Uh, notable Wing Zero, probably the biggest contender for top eight here. Yep. Um, I think Jalada also has a good shot. Yeah, Jalada won't talk about himself, but we can for him. So. <laughs> Yeah, we'll so I, I definitely think talking about this pool. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay because I definitely think Gelato. Uh, he's been improving a lot in the past year, especially since he's changed to his a uh, Celia slide team. So um, I definitely think that for sure, Wing and Gelato will be getting out of this pool. If not, probably also top eight potential for sure for either. Um, it just depends on how the bracket goes once we get those. But I would not count Gelato for top eight. I, maybe this is his year. We'll see. For sure, for sure. And uh, there's definitely uh, a number of players in here that could take third as well, easily. Um, we have uh, Datagram. Uh, we have Greedy Chun, who, like I said, has beat me before. We have a timer going off. <laughs> um, Sunset also could take the third spot. So there, there's a number of people kind of, I think, fighting for it. Yeah, just like the last poll, it's going to be tough to determine who's getting out in third. Very so we just don't know. Yeah, quite strong, quite strong. So I think lots of good players in here. Kind of uh, also didn't mention Krakatoa, uh, old old painwheel player, if I remember correctly. Lots of he uh, is the originator of a bunch of painwheel. Painwheel, Clyde, and like Updo, right? 
Yep. He was the original Silly Slide. Yeah. Froggish, uh, Froggish uh, model uh, point one, right? <laughs> yeah. I remember, so, uh, so Kagato's from Canada, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah I, I remember. Tiger's uh, uh, Ontario. Seeing him in the forums back in the day, and then when I was uh, learning Faust in Guilty Gear, he's really active in the. Uh, he's, I think it's mainly what he does nowadays. He plays Faust in Exert. Okay. I, I know he was at Frosty, I think. Yeah, yeah, I actually talked to him briefly at Frosty, too. What'd you talk about? Um, like, it was like when I was like uh, during my pool. Oh, okay. Okay. Alright. It's it's just good yeah, to see an old player like Kakuto. If, if like I was like I think I was talking to him. I don't know if he knew he was talking if he knew who I was. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> who are you again? Hello? Don't um, worry, you'll you'll make a your name for yourself this year. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. Just kill him in bracket, easy. Easy clap. <laughs> um <laughs> moving on oh, yeah, to the second the, H2. Uh we have H two. Uh we have in this pool AC fan. Uh, Big Al or is that AI? <laughs> I think that's Big Al, but yeah, I, I can't tell. Uh, I's and L's always the worst. Um, I'm assuming that's Big Al. Uh, Doppler, Casperus, Mike Z, Mysterious J, Clawsome, Swift Fox Dash, otherwise known as TJ, uh, Zinan, and Zion. Um, notable names in this pool, obviously TJ, pretty much a shoe in for top eight. I would say mm-hmm. one of the yeah. stronger players. Um, Mike Z also very likely to get out of the pool, as a good chance at least. So I want to put it this way. I think this pool will depend on where the bracket goes, because we have Mike Z, Doppler, and Clausen bombs, and I think uh, all three of them could actually get out of Winders. It really yeah, just depends Clausen on... bombs is one of our Chicago players who's been playing a lot. He's been practicing, grinding. And I think um, like his team... He make it upset. Like, he's got Fortune, like Eliza, and... I forget who the last character he plays. Squiggly. Um, and he does have a bit of a team. He goes. He cycles through a lot of different teams. So I don't. He'll probably pick his team on the spot depending on who he's playing. He, but I think uh, all Fortune his is, is his main character. Yeah, he's going solo Fortune in the in the three v three. Okay. Mm. Okay. Basically, I think any of those characters in a good combination can do well versus Mike. I, I think like Mike does might have a problem versus Clausum if he faces him. Interesting stuff. And we also have some other names that could maybe get out. Uh, AC Fan and Casperus as well. Um, Casperus is Casper a Florida, is a Florida player? player? Yeah, yeah. yeah Casperus is a Florida player. I can talk about him uh, on note. A good friend I, of mine. I've never seen him before. What's he, what's he play? Casperus uh, plays uh, Parasol Robo Fortune Double. Oh my gosh. Team Liam. Is he, yeah. Does he play with HP? Uh, I believe he does play with HBeam, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since we've played, uh, but he got second at our, our regional before I left. Uh, mm-hmm. Managing to beat Fredo, which uh, oh, was wow. a really big accomplishment yeah, for him because yeah. uh, he had not managed to do that at all previously. That was the first tournament where I had somebody challenging me. In uh, I don't know if you need to explain the Florida power levels a bit to explain. Like, yeah, how... I, I can go over it a little bit. So back when the Florida scene was playing, um, obviously the big names would be uh, Rabble, but he's in South Florida, so uh, he doesn't get to make it up as much. And then in Central Florida slash Tampa, where uh, we played, that was where most of our scene was, where we had uh, Turbon, myself, uh, Fredo, Sox, that crew. So yeah. uh, we had uh, quite a strong scene, but most people have kind of uh, quit playing Skullgirls or, or play it off and on. People yeah, so Fredo was like one of the better week. players among you guys, and then to sure. have Casper's come out and beat him is pretty significant, yeah. Yeah, so I would not count him out ever. He's a, a tenacious player. He's not going to give up, and he can make some comebacks. And so yeah, nice. I would keep an eye out for him. Cool. 
and uh, that's that's enough fluffing up my Florida boys. I'm expecting <laughs> you guys to go out in power. Do it for we, me. We we got a Chicago and a Florida bump. Yeah. So, H two. Um, my prediction for my heart, at least, is that I want to see uh, TJ, Mike, and Kasparis get out. But <laughs> we'll see if that happens. <laughs> I think um, it all depends on the bracket. I have no idea. Yeah, that, it is heavily going to depend on the bracket, which we do not have, unfortunately. So. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to Pool I, we have uh, 2Z, Bakioyo, Cloud, Q and Chris, Death Dog, Mo- Mocha? Mocha Panda? Mocha Panda? Mo- isn't it Mocha? Like... Yeah, it might be Mocha. Okay. Mocha Panda, Sev, uh, Socks, Spoogie McNoodle, and uh, the Crank Machine. This is perhaps the most stacked pool. So the, yeah. I, think, right I think this is like the most stacked pool we have in CB. That's kind of funny. Um, That's a it's a killer pool for sure. Like we don't have very many names up here, but uh, the names that we do have up here are are quite strong. So definitely, like I can't even predict who's going to get out in the winners between Cloud, Socks, Sev, and Spoogie, maybe even Buck. I think any of these players really can have a chance to. Well, I mean, Cloud, I think is probably going to be definitely getting out, but it I think definitely. Cloud is the favorite for winners, but he could come out in losers. Uh, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Socks has, kind of has a chance. Players. Sorry. So my my personal power level for this pool that I'll go over real quick is that <laughs> I think Cloud is the favorite, and then I think number two is Socks personally because I Socks always has this thing where you know. People like to not drum up hype for him, but he's always a really super consistent top eight performer. Like mm-hmm. at all these majors, he always tends to make top twenty four. I don't know why people overlook Sox, but he's always been solid. Yeah, Sox has always been an insanely good player. I, I should know, coming from Florida, you know, I played him in the scene a bunch. He's obviously a super great guy, really good player. So um, mm-hmm. personally, I, I would rate the pool as Cloud, Sox, Seb, Spluji, because also Spluji is also a very good player as well. Spluji um, is going to be the play the biggest underdog in this yeah scene, well kind of like the underdog but like also like the black sheep kind of yeah like most yeah. of my final card because um so, they're from they're a socal player i think they mostly play under night but yeah. when they do enter there is a wednesday night fight tournament i, I don't know i can't remember exactly who showed up but uh everyone as a matter of fact i was at that w was, now. <laughs> he was it was yeah. wing there no uh, no yeah. no that's what i thought yeah everyone but wing and Spooky just like one and done SoCal. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah, Bananas, really Bang, and JMZ, and JMZ beat Spooky in winners, but uh, Spooky um got JMZ in the reset and beat him grand finals. And they yeah. played uh I can't remember what order, but Parasol Beowulf. Parasol Beowulf, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or Beowulf Parasol, depending on some team orders mm-hmm. they play against. But um, yeah, obviously a super big wild card for this bracket, and also notable that they entered an SG as well. <laughs> yeah, so they yeah. basically won and done the SoCal scene. They just won that <laughs> one thing I fights, and it's like, yep, that's it. I'm good. <laughs> Thanks um, the gas money. Which, which I love. I love that nature. It also makes me wish I could see another California player um, play against pool. them. <laughs> yeah. Now, it says Buck Yo-Yo is California, but I don't think... Buck Yo-Yo is SoCal. NorCal? Probably NorCal. He might, he might be. Might Basically, be like, like SoCal, but it could be like further so, like Because SoCal is gigantic. You could yeah, SoCal. Yeah, SoCal. From, Basically, uh, I want to see Spoogie versus our typical Salty crew, and I want to get them... Yeah. I want them to have their run back versus him. <laughs> when, we, uh, when we're talking about the SG SoCal scene, um, in general, we mean uh, people around the uh, the LA area. Mm-hmm. The greater LA area. So... 
that is generally where the SoCal scene, um, the quote-unquote SoCal scene, takes place. So, um, also, be interesting. Cool. Uh, Seta's going to debut her new team, uh, yeah. Beowulf Double Big Bang. Oof. Well, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say it's exactly new at this point, but I think it's new. Well, from the it's it's, it's new from last year. Yeah, yeah. major, major. Yeah. Was it the first major? Has Seth been to... Seth signed up for Frosty this year, but didn't show up. So this is going to oh, be okay. the first so major. The first major. Okay. Yes. So yeah, this will be the first major that Seth is playing the, the Bayo team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's been, I think she's been working on it for a while, but like, it's the type of team that'll just make you explode. Oh yeah, for sure. It's the... Uh, Bayo A-Train stuff. It's the kill... It's the, it's the bracket destroyer function, to be honest. <laughs> like... Flip a coin a couple of times up, I guess you flipped wrong enough, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is kind of Sev's best team that they've ever played in SG. Maybe not in SG overall, because the team Sev played back in SG was pretty busted. But um, for at least the current SG that, you know, second Encore Plus, I think this is Sev's best team and probably one of the best teams in the game, honestly. It does huge damage, great characters, um, and... It's going to do well. I, I think Sev is actually one of my picks for top eight. And yeah, it's, really it's, well. a really, it's a really safe team as well. I, I definitely would have Sev, uh, even though my power ranking has it as Cloud and Sox in the top two, I think Sev could easily beat either of them. Just you know, I think Sev's big worry out. isn't even Sox. It's going to be Sploogy. Yeah, that's the, the thing is, um, like, sometimes Sev has issues with kind of just randomly losing to certain players. <laughs> yes, there's a I notable really history of Sev with being upset on. Yes. Yeah, I, I really can't describe it as just other than randomly losing. Sorry, no, no, no offense to Sev. No offense to Sev. Sev. It's happened to me as well, and I'm always sad to see it happen to Sev. So. Yeah. Don't but, think anyone's a stranger to that emotion. But I think this is. I'm maybe this is my big prediction. I think this is Sev's year. I think Sev's going to do well. I, so. I I could definitely see that as well. Uh, isn't it three gets out? Yeah, top yeah, three gets up. Is it two winners, one losers? Yes. Uh... I thought it was one winner, two loser. It's know. one winner. Yeah, it's one winner, two oh, losers. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, play it's one winner, two losers. You play well. winner's okay. finals, and then loser of winner finals automatically. Uh... Yeah, automatically. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You're guaranteed to find the top 24 if you're in winner's finals. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, so I could easily see Seb getting out uh, in either second or third place. I think that I think the three that get out for me without any upsets, barring any upsets, is Cloud Sox Seb. But we've talked about this pool for a little, and we can go over predictions for each pool a bit later as well. Sure. Um, this might be uh, the one pool that gets changed. Yeah, this could yeah, this be so stacked. Yeah, so. it's really stacked. Um, the next pool uh, is this an I or an L? Also, it's an I. I. It's an I. Okay, yeah, so an I too. Uh, we have Elda Taluda. Uh, Herb, Herb, uh, Kai, uh, Kitty Doll with Glasses, otherwise known as Verdant, um, Ninja Please, Rabble Flaggers, Sanji, Skull Kid, Snurd, and Some Person. Um, notable names in this pool, uh, Elda Taluda, obviously a, a pretty good favorite to get out as well. So Elda Taluda's are, uh, like, one of the best players of the game, uh, the best Chicago player, historically, um... He's, but, he's been in every CB top eight he's entered. Yeah, so. yeah. Super consistent player, super strong. Uh, Painwheel, Fortune, Bella. If you haven't uh, seen him play, but um, I hope he does well. But I, I think some life stuff hindered him from playing the game uh, recently. Oh, uh, more than normal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, okay. Uh, like yeah, so Talisha's always been a solid player. Not count him out. 
Yeah, Tua's always been a solid player, but kind yeah, of. I, play, I played him the other uh, the other week, and pretty much, I you know, people okay. of that caliber don't drop off easily, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's always kind of played infrequently, but yeah, if something has happened to him recently, then uh, hopefully everything is okay. And it's nothing uh, bad. It's just busy. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I I feel it too. So yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, for me too. I'm not coming to Combo Breaker for that exact reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will see everyone at Siotaka, hopefully. But uh, other notable names, we have Rabble, uh, obviously uh, has made top four at Matrix before and has been a pretty solid yeah, so like, Last year was, was really Rabble's year. It was. Uh, he made top eight Combreaker. Uh, made top, top four. In, top four. I'm sorry, I can't remember the exact results. Um, pretty sure top four in Siotaka too, right? Yeah. Um, and they actually, uh, I can't remember how many times, if it was once or twice, they uh, beat Sonic Fox in bracket. I beat Sonic one. at least once. At least once. I can't remember if it was the second time. Uh, I, I think, think there was, I think but I don't remember. I, I think I'm he turned to losers I'm once, but he this. might have beat him in an online tournament as well. And sent him to losers there as well. Yeah, I'm not uh, entirely sure. Super strong player. Uh, SEO Taku, he made his debut with his new team, which added Pain Wheel mid. So he played this Beowulf Pain Wheel uh, big man with A Train. Um, definitely a player to watch out for and make uh, top eight. So is he going with Painwheel the whole time? Is that what he said? I believe so. Yeah, he said I, he wanted to try it, but we'll see what, yeah, how okay. that shakes out. I I don't think his Painwheel is something. Wait, he didn't play Painwheel with Taku, right? No, no. Uh, I don't believe that. he I'm did, crazy. and not not at least in top eight. Not yeah, not in the top eight. Okay, okay, okay. I'm wrong. Then. Again, um, the the rule set with these tournaments means you're a little bit flexible, at least in terms of what team you play. You're not exactly character locked, so. Yeah, I, I I do think his pain wheel is nothing to sleep on. It's a pretty solid pain wheel, and definitely big band with pain wheel is always going to be a strong team. Yeah, it's in a it's a powerful shell. Most things with big band are a powerful shell. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, other notable names we have Sanji, SP, and then uh, kind of like the the black sheep maybe could take somebody out is is Ninja Please. Mm -hmm. But um, I think my personal top three for this pool is Elder Rabble and Sanji. But SP could also uh, take mm -hmm. a spot out. I, I agree. I, I think those are going to be the solid top three. Um, I think whether or not S it's going to come down, I think, to SP and Sanji, how well they can deal with each other. Um, and kind of more so, how does SP handle Sanji? Because Sanji is a very eccentric player. Um, if you don't have practice against a player like him, you're not going to be... It's going to be a rough time. So Yeah, um, for sure. And I don't That's know how like, much in practice. Hard team to play against. Hard team to play against. Yeah, Sanji's so gonna be going with the point big band, uh, Peacock and big uh, Beowulf, most likely, um, which is a very solid team. Uh, very annoying to deal with, especially with the way Sanji plays. Very up back, very defensive. Here comes the neutral. Here. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so hopefully you get all your point big band practice ready. So. Yeah, get it ready because it's certainly a hard. It's weird to play against because most people don't run point band, and it's it's kind of hard to get practice against it with certain neutral assists because he can feel really oppressive in just terms of how much space he controls. Mm -hmm. Um, so now that we've gone over the names and all the pools, um, we'll start with some predictions on. We've kind of brushed that on it already, but I kind of want some official predictions from people on terms of who they think is going to get out of each pool. Mm -hmm. So, um. D1, uh, let's go in order, as a matter of fact. So uh, we can start with myself. So in pool D1, I think that Sonic Fox, Shaky, and... Hmm. 
The third is number is hard. I'm gonna root for Softy. I'm gonna Use say Softy. Carefully. I'm gonna say Softy. Uh, don't lose a psychopath, please, because he's my other. Shit. <laughs> um. So, uh, also shout out to Psychopath. Really cool dude. We met him uh, last year at Combo Ricker in Chicago. Also okay. Um. Made top eight Frosty as well. Yeah. Yeah. So cool guy. Um. Not um, rooting against you or anything, but I gotta I gotta put my boy Softy there. So, uh, Sonic shaking Softy. I hope you make it to top twenty four. Good luck. Um, what are your thoughts, Chihuahua? That's basically my prediction as well. Uh, Sonic Fox, Shaky, Softy, um, don't, and as long as, uh, Red Witch and Psychopath could uh, make potential upsets. Yeah, for sure. Definitely can. No one should count out Psychopath for sure, because he has made upsets in the past. Yeah, don't count him out. Alright, uh, Fencer, your thoughts? Um... Uh, I agree. Sonic Fox, Shaky, and Softy are my picks. Um, maybe to put it more specifically, I actually think that uh, I would put like Softy above Shaky. I think Softy's been really grinding out a lot, and I think like Shaky definitely has a lot of very interesting, good Robotech out there. But I don't think that tech is going to last versus any of the Fuqua stuff that Softy has. That, last, that stuff is scary. Last, the last time I played Shaky, it was one of my favorite, but it was online, and I'm pretty sure he was like super wasted. So I, don't, I can't really like... <laughs> that was like a week or two ago, but I can't that's really... The, like, that's the real time. I can't judge anything on that. I'm, I'm still going to believe in the power of Fuqua. This is the Fuqua power bracket right here. <laughs> the Fuqua power bracket. It really is, actually. We have Fuqua yeah, power. We, power. We Sonic, have Softy, POS. Yeah. Sonic and you. Yeah, we and have Red. Well, the D pool in, in total, we have PME and D as well, and D two. And Rav. Yeah. And Rav, yeah, the Fuqua Power Hour. This, the, this the council. Fuqua. Yeah, yeah, it's not the council of symbols. Hopefully, they can all kill each other off, <laughs> <laughs> so us Robos can live. Only the strongest can survive. <laughs> believe in all my Robo players out there. Well, speaking of uh, of Robo players and Fuqua players, let's talk about uh, D two. Since oh wait, Softy, we need oh, your prediction. Well, my prediction is that Dango is going to get put in this pool. <laughs> Dango and Jakey and go zero and two. That's my prediction. Right. <laughs> okay. okay. Solid prediction. Solid prediction. <laughs> okay. Uh, so in pool D two. Uh, we have uh, for my for my getting out, I'm gonna go with uh, Liam PME Fosh. Okay, Gelato next. Oh yeah, uh, my prediction for this one was Liam PME and Ravioli. Oh really? You gonna put Ravioli or Fosh? Yeah, I, I actually agree. I put oh. um, Liam oh, PME no. and Ravioli. I'm out. I'm outnumbered. Softy, back me <laughs> up here. Um, okay, so I haven't really seen Fosh play in a while. But yeah, I watched Ravioli play a lot, so that's like for me, it's hard to like. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is a film. What team does Fox play? Really uh, um, Bella Double. Bella Double. Bella Double, yeah. It's oh. actually Point Double, right? Okay, so, Double Bella. I don't know what order. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna say Foss just so we're on 50 50 split. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. But Stop I think um, PME is pretty even. I think it kind of depends on how good Fosh is that day. I think Fosh is a very solid player who definitely can make good. Um, upsets when he can, or I, I think in general maybe he's better than Ravi, but it just depends on how good Fosh is feeling that day, because I think Fosh has bad days. Or if Fosh has um, practiced any or not. It yeah, is, so... It, it is bracket pools, like, there's a chance that they don't even, or never even play, like, one of them can get an upset on PME and they never even play at all, so... Yeah, yeah it's yeah, not like everyone plays everyone. Out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No round robins. Yeah. No round but, robins. But I definitely think PME and Liam will be solid enough that they'll 
Yeah. I think they could yeah. handle what they got. So. All right. I think we're mostly in agreement with a little bit of a split on who takes third of <laughs> Ravi or Arkosh. Um, E1. Uh, I'm going to go with Peck, Adivas, and stuff. Same. That's my exact uh, prediction. Drills could potentially make an upset. Um, yeah. Yeah. I have drills in the upset slot. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't drills in an online tournament recently? Yeah. Did, you, and that's right. Who did drills lose to? Do you remember? Um, I control and JP. Yeah, I think I control and JP. No, no, uh, it was just JP twice then, because that was okay. Yeah, JP beat him in winners, and then uh, drills beat. I almost beat JP, and I fucked it up, and then drills <laughs> beat me in losers, and then JP beat drills. I think that was how it went. Okay, that's that was like pretty confusing in the week. Okay, um, I guess it doesn't help me out that much, but uh, I'm you know based on that, I'm gonna. I, I guess I have to agree. I think it's going to be a solid peck out of base and stuff. I I want to believe in drills, um, but I think he's kind of out of practice and still. I think full power drills maybe could get it out. Yeah, but I think drills is very inconsistent nowadays. Yeah, ex drills. <laughs> yeah, ex drills. Um. Maybe if he turns it on at CB, um, I think he's a very solid player and got a really good team. But See, Squiggly, Squiggly analyzes a very good team. So, so I was gonna. Um, this is completely just like personal bias because I played both stuff and drills recently, and like <laughs> me and stuff. I think it was just a random quick match set, and it was like three two me. But drills fucked me up, so I'm gonna vote for drills. <laughs> okay, no, no drills is very solid. I want to point that out. So yeah. I just, I, I just can't fully commit to how practice he's gonna be. That's fair. If I yeah. could, I would believe in him. Yeah, drills well, is really a wild card, just based on if they've been preparing or not. Yeah. yeah. So the big thing about Skullgirls, I think, anytime you're making predictions, is that as long as the <laughs> players are in a relative same skill bracket, that you can basically assume that a lot of the matches are just gonna be up to coin flips. Really, it's coin very flips hard. And rust. Point, point flips and rust and practice fit. It's, it's kind of a meme, but then again, it, it isn't. Um, obviously, you have a higher percentage chance of winning if you're just the better player that day, but sometimes you just get hit and you die and you lose without getting to press a button. This is yeah, the game a volatile play. game. Like It's really just happen. the nature of the game. Yeah, and the 3 out of 5 is still not super big. Like, no, thank, yeah, it's really thank quick. Goodness, thank goodness 2 out of 3 isn't the <laughs> tournament standard for SG. Because <laughs> so, so here's the real Here's the real question. When are we going to go to the new Marvel 3 tech, which is... Oh, I cannot uh, <laughs> No, it's 4... It's 4, it's four, four out of 7, seven unless it's a 3 right, unless you get Yeah, it's 4 out of 7, unless it's a 3 Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. So it's got a it's got a, a mercy option here. Just yeah, it's a mercy <laughs> option, basically. So... Um, I like that format, but yeah, it is worth That is an it. interesting That's format. interesting, actually. I forgot about that. It's considerable, so... Um, Let's get some. So I think we're are we are we all mostly in agreement here? Yes. Bar, yeah. Barring uh, softy mm -hmm. with the drills yeah, pick, that's fair. <laughs> which I think is also fair. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's completely. Fair. Um, let's talk about E two. So this pool, I have, uh, Sage, Fuzzy, and it's a real big toss up for me between Turvon and Mega Man DS. Okay. Um, I'm gonna commit to a choice here, and I'm gonna say Mega Man DS because. Although Turvon can kill a lot of people, I do know that he has tournament nerves. Mm. So there's been times where he's kind of underperformed a tournament because of it. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Sage and Fuzzy are my top two. And again, uh, between Turvon, Mega Man DS, maybe even Midi. 
I don't. We don't really. Maybe we've seen Mega Man DS play MIDI, but I don't. I'm kind of trying to think how uh, Turbon would do against Mega Man. Um, I, I think Turbon might take it, but I can't really commit to a choice. Yeah, the th- the thing is, like Turbon, while he can be really, really great sometimes, has that era of inconsistency that some of the other, like what you consider top players, don't have. Although he's been getting better about it. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I'll say Turbon just to kind of use the Mega Man DS, but also I, I do believe he he could take it. Okay. Understandable, understandable. So obviously I'm gonna go with Sage and Fuzzy like normal. Um, unless like unless like Fuzzy is just that unless both Sage and Fuzzy are that rusty, which I can't predict. Um, I'm just gonna go with them as solid picks right now. Um, but I think it's a solid Mega Man DS. Um, partially because, one, I believe in Mega Man DS, I think he's a solid player. And also because I don't think Turbon knows how to play against Robo very well. <laughs> um, and I think Mega Man DS does... He can play Robo pretty well. He, he's got some tech. Um, he, he knows some things about how to play Well, Robo, the thing so. about that is they might not meet in the bracket, though. We don't know that. Yeah, we also don't know that either, so... Um, but, uh, I, I think in general, I, I believe in Mega Man DS the most. So, I'm gonna put my faith in him. A fellow, a fellow, a fellow Mega Meme DS fan. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I think um, Sage Fuzzy for sure, um, and I think it's going to be f- 7 p.m. on a Friday. Alcoholic robot is going <laughs> to cruise on up there with a flask of whiskey and spail ban through the whole pool. Oh my god! Just destroys the whole pool. You know what? You bring up a good point. Is unconscious for top eight gets DQ'd. That's the timeline. <laughs> The uh, timeline. All right, that's my real I like this can, I, can, I, can I change my vote to the, <laughs> to the, the new timeline? There's, we didn't consider that factor. <laughs> we haven't considered the, the alcoholic robot factor. Baoband's good, dude. Baoband is good. It can run through a bracket. This to die. Um, so as much as I would like to believe in that timeline, I think I do have to stick with my original one. <laughs> It's a respectable timeline. Um, so, H1. I think we all got our predictions in for E2, right? Yep. Okay. So, H1. Um, Jotto will probably refrain from this one, but for me, I'm going to do... Uh... I'll speak on prediction. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Confident. <laughs> it's I not like a it. hot take or anything, but... Uh, I think I'm going to do uh, Wing, Gelato, and then uh, mm, the toss-up between Sunset and, like, Greedy Chun because Sunset on a I think is overall better, but um, also has a lot of confidence problems and some tournament nerves. I'm gonna go with Wing Gelato and Greedy Chun actually. Controversial pick here, but I'll go for that. Yeah, I forgot Greedy was in this pool. I was gonna say uh, Wing me and then Sunset, but I do think uh, Greedy has the potential to make an upset. And Data well, Grand Flow, well, he's yeah. also in that kind of running, I think. Okay. I mean, I guess I'll go counter to both of you guys where I believe in Wing, Gelato, and Sunset. I think just her teams in general are going to do well um, versus most of the players here. Um, even Greedy Chen, I think. Um, nerves do get to her, but I think it'll be fine. But we'll see. That's my pick. I really don't... It's hard to say because I haven't seen Greedy outside of majors play other people outside our scene. But he is yeah. a really strong player, so that's true. And we do see Sunset play against a bunch of people in other scenes. I think she's been grinding. She's yeah, um, trying to get out there enough. I don't know. I, I think we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I think she's been playing more than Greedy has. 
Yeah. Also, the, I've seen Gertie been asking for games on PSN Discord. So does he play mostly on PSN? I believe, yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, I think I saw him with the PSN crew. The, uh, then maybe he does play Sunset. But, I mean, he has. I don't think he's been. He hasn't been net playing nearly as long as Sunset has. So. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm personally biased because I did get knocked out of bracket by Greedy once. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna vote Wing Gelato Sunset. I think that's a pretty, pretty like uh, safe guess. Um, but there's plenty of potential upsets. It depends on how rusty Krakatoa is, how on point Latito Flava is, and if Datagram or Dormox kind of pull off the big upset. Anything's possible here. Oh well, yeah, Datagram also is, is quite good when he's practiced. I, I don't know how much he's been playing the game recently compared to like uh, Eunice, but he does at least play every soft best. So, mm-hmm. um, I definitely could put Datagram up there. Like I think three is a much bigger of a toss up in this pool than one and two. So. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. All right, and we got Gelato's prediction, right? Yep. All right, cool. So we're going to move on to H2 then. Um, I think it's basically TJ's getting out in winners. I think we can all just go ahead and say that as a shoe-in, right? Unless anyone has a hot take here. Complete, complete agree. Um, two for me. I, I Like I said, I, I said it already. I want to see this timeline. I want to see TJ, Mike, and Kaspers get out. <laughs> this is, this is, that's my favorite. All right, well, I want to see uh, the Chicago timeline. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Um, Mike and Clossum, because uh, uh, I don't think I actually didn't know this till later, but Clossum, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say anything incorrect. I believe Clossum beat Full Bleed at Frosty. Oh wow! And yeah, I was, like Doppler was would be my choice, so it's uh, I think if. Doppler and Clausen fight. It'd be a toss-up. Yeah. That would that'd be a fun one to see. That'd be a good match. They yeah. are both Midwest, so maybe. And it's also uh, Doppler fighting another Fortune player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he has he a lot of experience with that. So, he used to play yeah. Fortune himself too. So. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so for my pick, I guess I'm gonna go controversial, but I'm gonna throw this out there. I think Mike isn't gonna get out of pools. Um, I don't think Mike's ever made it out of a CB pool. Maybe someone can double check me on that. Has I feel like he hasn't. Um, he definitely. I. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. And uh, he I made it out last year. That over, sounds over wrong, Doppler, yeah. actually. Oh, did he? Oh, wow. Yeah, over Doppler. Okay, so Ricky. that might get changed up. Um. Yeah. So I, I think, in general, I think he's oh, not getting out. I no, think, like this year, I think Doppler's got it. Doppler I think Doppler's made it out. Uh, Mike beat Sanji to make it out last year. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I remember them talking about that match where um, Sanji just kind of flubbed it. And, but, but no, I, I still stand by what I'm going to say because I think Clawson Bombs has a good matchup versus Mike Z's team. Um, and I think Doppler kind of... I think his team actually does well versus Mike in terms of... I think... At least I, let me put it this way. I think Doppler knows how to deal with Mike's team. Whether or not he harnesses it, I don't know. But I think he can do well. But we'll see what Doppler does. I think point big band in general is what Doppler should be using. And I think it will do well versus Mike. Because uh, Bella struggles, I think, versus point big band stuff. Yeah, um, but it's a weird matchup. It's kind of got a lot of nuance to it. But... And I think Doppler's plenty in practice. Not like maybe super 100% knows but i think doppler has done well he's done upsets himself he's a pretty solid player um i i, I believe in him 
Um, partly because Midwest, I'm believing in my own brethren here. But uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, this yeah. is the bias pick. Here, I, I, I'm pulling up for my Midwest boys here. So let's go, <laughs> let's go, Doppler and Clawson. All right. Good thing there's no Arizona boys here for for Safi to. If if Fizz Fizz came this, this year, oh, I'd <laughs> Fizz. That. yeah, that would be good. Um, I'm voting. I think TJ Doppler Mike. I think Doppler's just gonna get make it out second, and I think two out of three Mike is just way too strong. <laughs> hmm. It's just the way you play. You, you, you mean three out of five? Yes, that's what I meant. Three out of five. Okay. Uh, Japanese, Japanese, Japanese Mike. Also in this pool, I want to give a special shout out to Zenin. Another, uh, he's a new Chicago player who, oh, <laughs> completely to my surprise, they came to locals uh, one day and then played like eighty games with me, like the first time I met him. Yeah, <laughs> like he's for someone who I've never seen before. He's really good, so he could make an upset. No, I don't think he'll crack the top three of this pool, but he could upset a, a well known. Okay. Uh, like mid-level player. Everyone keep an eye on Zenon right here. Yeah. Zenon? How do you? I don't. Uh, Zenon. Zenon. Okay. Uh, they play Parasol double. All right. Solid team. So, interesting predictions for this pool. Um. Yeah, it's kind of. I I think most people are just hoping for their timeline here. This one's got some <laughs> competition. Um. So I won. Um. I said it before, and I'll say it again. <laughs> Cloud, Sox, and Sev are my favorite. <laughs> um, Cloud, obviously, uh, sometimes tournament shit happens to Cloud. I can't describe it other than tournament shit. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, that's not going to prevent him from not. That won't out of prevent pool, him so. from getting out of pools. He's obviously a, an extremely good player. He's issue in for top four a lot of the time. Um, just depends on if he gets out in winners or, or losers, really. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I got Cloud at one. Uh, Sox, I have at two because I think he can be the person to put uh, Cloud into losers. If it happens, um, and also just he's my boy, you know, <laughs> he's my boy, and he's good. I'm not feeling real biased in my socks second pick, to be honest. <laughs> so, um, I have him there, and then Sev at third because Sev's obviously a really strong player, and her team is is very very good. Just kills you in a couple clutches. Really, it's a it's kind of a bracket destroyer team like most Bayo Band teams are. You can just get run through easy. So. That's why I have it as I have it, and Spooji is like my 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 uh, my underdog slash potential uh, upset machine there. So I'm gonna say Cloud first, then Sev, then toss up between Spooji and Sox. Um, though they're all four of them are really strong, so it's hard to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I actually with Buck Yo Yo potential wild card. Yeah, definitely the wild card for this is going to be difficult. So, um, my top pick is actually Sev. Um, I mean Cloud, I think is generally the more consistent player. Um, but I just believe in Sev's new team that much that I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna do well. So I'm gonna bet it all on Sev. Um, so I got Sev, Cloud, and Socks for me. Um. All right. I think I'm gonna have to say uh, Cloud Sub Socks. Cloud Sub Socks. Yeah. All right. I, I put more forth more faith in my boy Socks, but he's he's at least in in third for, for most of y'all. 
Yeah. Um, so I think we're all mostly in agreement on that, but I definitely think that all of us know that Spoogey can make a comeback. And, or not uh, absolutely, Spoogey can make a upset. scene. Yeah, I think no. Buck Yo-Yo absolutely could make a scene, too. Yeah, yeah, Buck also could could do it as well. I think I put him at less chance than Spoogey, but definitely up there. I actually, um, I, I believe in, so we'll see with Spoogey. Um, we'll have to see how strong... I, I think Spoogey yeah, has some gimmicks. I can't wait to see them play. Like, yeah, I, I'm really curious to see how Spoogey does. I think yeah, I think I, I think if Sev is going to get knocked out of the bracket by anyone, it's going to be Spoogey. Absolutely. Yeah. I think 100% if there's someone Sev has to watch out for, it's going to be Spoogey. What was so. Tork saying? Like, playing Spoogey for the first time, you're not you're never ready? <laughs> oh, no. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely has a blow-you-up style, and he can easily have you shook and read like a book if you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so I too, uh, my pick is gonna be basically how we have them here: Belda, Rabble, and Sanji, with the potential upset from SP or or, uh, or Ninja. Do you think uh, Elda will beat Rabble? Um, I think Elda will beat Rabble. So remember last year, I believe it was at the exhibition. Winners, Rabble beat Toluda, and then Toluda beat Rabble and Losers. Yeah, it was Elda. They went, they went back and forth. Yeah, and Elda also beat Rabble in our in the exhibition match that we had. Right. The five v five v five of of faded cheating. Uh, Florida, Florida for sure won that. Kervon soloed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but you're still thinking here it's going to be Elda over Rabble. Yeah, I think it's Elda over Rabble. Okay. Personal. Mm. Although I could easily see Rabble beating Elda, I just think that Elda's team is. Better. It's definitely top two, Tluda and Rabble. And then Sanji third. Yeah, I'm complete agreement. That's my top three. Um, yeah, but I think most most of the stuff about this pool is gonna be in it, what order are you put. And them? I actually agree about Tluda versus Rabble, but only because I think Rabble's new team, um, with the pain wheel added on, it's a good team. But I don't think it's gonna work that well versus Toluda's team. Yeah, exactly. I that's the thing. The thing that clinches the matchup for me is that Elda has beaten Rabble before, and Rabble's beaten Elda before. But I think that Elda's team is just better than Rabble's current team. Yeah, the one he plans to play. And I'm hoping to hope but that Rabble's right. also been grinding a lot. That yeah. is true. Yeah, since but last Combreaker. If Elda's in shape, I'm sure the the whole. Rust yeah. will be the same roundabout. I, think I don't gonna, know. This is a hard one. I think I think Rabble can take it over Elda. If Elda hasn't been able to play a lot, Rabble's been grinding. And before, like, mm-hmm. I hate play, playing Pamuel into A Train, but now he's got to play Pamuel <laughs> yeah. into A Train, but also Arm into Install, and that's yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I think I so think go Rabble, Rabble, Elda, Sanji. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, did we ever get Gelato? I, I think you had the same three, but what was your top one and two? Uh, I, mean, I, I, I can't tell which one would be top one and two between Rabble and Suda and then uh, Sanji. Yeah, no vote, no confidence. <laughs> no comment. Vote <laughs> no confidence here. Okay, okay. All right. Um, Just put it up for your boy Toluda. Come on, you should come. Yeah, go. put it up for your boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk him down. But pick the, <laughs> the, the timeline that you want to see. Then, if he can't, the timeline I want is Toluda. Look, you've got two options. You've got either your online brethren. It really is though. 
All right. So, um, we, uh, we'll have a vote for no confidence for Gelato here for the cool predictions. <laughs> and so, uh, I think that's what we have for our, our pre-combo breaker segment. But uh, before uh, we sign off here, um, we took a community poll from your questions and answers, and we we took them, and we're going to be answering them now. We'll go ahead and start off with questions for the opinion dash group. So us three hosts. Um, also, you can speak up if you want to, Gelato, if you if it uh, matters to you. What do you think? Uh, all the best, or sorry, what do you all think are the best resources for people to use when learning the game? Questions for us. Um, you can go ahead and, and answer uh, Finster and Softy. I'll offer mine at the end. Um, so, ironically, like the thing I'm gonna say is something that didn't exist back when I started playing, but it is absolutely the thing that I constantly use now. And the thing that I basically did back then, which is just look at VODs constantly. I would just look at all the players, all the good players, and copy what they did. So I'm going to say Tune with Bacon is by far the best resource for learning SG. Because what helps is basically just seeing how the game works and then just doing what they do. That is just purely what I would say is going to help you the most. Frame data, all of knowledge, technical knowledge is going to help too, but just... Watching the game, I think, is the most important. So, tune with Bacon, for sure. Um, I'm going to say... I think that uh, like the in-game, in-game tutorials are nice, take it kind of the basics, but honestly, like, if you're having, if you're struggling with like the combos in the in the trials, don't worry about it. Hit the wiki, find like the easy BNB, get that down, and then, as Fencer said, watch some videos, grasp how other players play the neutral for your characters. And then kind of build off of that and find your own style that way. But don't put too, don't worry too much about what the game's saying because like the feedback that you get should be more like internal, not that the game told you did the combo. It should be like, okay, I feel like I know how to play better. Mm-hmm. Can I chime in on this one? Yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, so yeah, I agree. Like watching videos is very good way to learn and. The wiki is good is more good for reference, not for learning. Uh I would only use yes. it, like if you have a question about something and go look it up. Uh but like something that's also crucial to learning is having friends to play with that you can ask for games a lot and just like talk about the game with. So uh I would say like one of the better like good resources is any of the, the Skullgirls Discords out there. Just like don't uh don't like, this is kinda of what I did back in the day later, but like don't just lurk just like don't be afraid to ask questions and like uh use other people as like a resource as like um something that someone to bounce ideas off of and go back and forth and talking about the game will uh be helpful for learning as well sure Um, if i can add on one other thing too um like Sean brought up a good point which is just in general feedback or the process of getting better um Another kind of useful tool, not everyone needs this, but some sort of something that helps you understand neutral or just footsies or how to be a solid player. Everyone needs like some way to get that. You can get that through either uh, reading what I did. I actually started off like reading like guidebooks from like, you know, if anyone remembers a Sonic <laughs> Hurricane in the footsies handbook, I read that before I even started playing. Um, but you can start off by like watching players with good footsies. You can start off by like talking about it. Someone needs some way to like understand that neutral happens in its concrete decisions. 
um, and that you uh, have to think about all sorts of options as you do. Whatever gets you thinking about those options in whatever manner is what is a good resource. Um, so I'm going to say one other resource I think that's really good for that is to just watch, in my opinion, a classic video, which is the Juice Box video on footsies um, for, for what he did for Street Fighter 4. Uh, I love that video a lot, and I like show it all the time. Um, I agree with like most of it, and I think it's really good for just kind of explaining. It's really good for setting up the building blocks of how neutral works, of how decisions layer up and how they're made. Um, not everything applies to SG, but in general, the foundations will apply to almost every fighting game um, in terms of how you make decisions, how do you adapt, um, how does how do how does a fighting game work? So I very strongly recommend watching that video. I definitely like big agree with that. <laughs> um, like I feel like for, like neutral is the hardest concept to grasp, but know that it's it's not magic. Like there is a it's concrete not. like decision making like process behind it. Like that it's not going to like affect every single little decision, but like there's a basis of like knowledge for it you know let me put it this way something that i feel helped me a lot is when i understood neutral i saw the video and it made me start thinking about neutral so it doesn't have yeah. to be that video but i feel like everyone needs that something it's, for me, it's it something that... that is hard to get a grasp on and even for experienced players um it's just something you build up over time while you like yes. are playing so. yeah definitely and uh I think most of what's been said about it can be said, so my answer is essentially a combination of everyone else's. Um, Spent a little bit of time on that question. So moving forward, um, here's a question for Gelato from uh, one of the viewers. Uh, What is the hardest part about keeping up with Tuna with Bacon? Um, The hardest part is I was a a dummy and didn't automate this. So... (laughs) (laughs) Um, just yeah I, i've been more busy recently so i haven't been updating it as quickly but um i do get around everything everyone sends so i guess it's just getting to what people send me all right all right and um that was a question that our viewers answered but most viewers uh when asked the or one of the viewers rather uh when asked the question who do you think is going to pull the biggest upset at combo breaker says don't know so thank you for your your, <laughs> um, your contribution i, I too am rooting for don't know I, too, am rooting for don't know. Um, second question for the Opinion Dash group. Will you interview other top players from the European scene at some point? Um, Nefros, Big Band Pro 69, and Sanji. Um, me and Fister were deciding what to do uh, for the response to this, and uh, I think we decided that we were going to just put out a, a kind of uh, announcement or just kind of tell you our stance on, on the matter. So, uh, Fister, why don't you start? with your thoughts um yeah so the way in general for this podcast we we're fine with taking on a lot of people from the community top players or community leaders or interesting people like gelato uh, whoever is around and whoever we think would be interesting um so and especially from different regions as well we want to get regional representation like eu like we have with mr peck um someone from oceania maybe some from japan if we get against someone uh the door is open so everything's on the table um, just because we haven't asked you doesn't mean we're not thinking about you. It it probably just means we haven't planned that far ahead. Um, but no, we, we're fine with taking on any player. It's just a matter of making sure we have a diverse cast that everyone can enjoy. So, uh, essentially, my my same exact thoughts. 
So yeah, we'll, we'll probably get to an EU top player at some point, um, besides Mr. Peck. Um, so just, you know, hold on to your seatbelts, everyone. Yep. And so thank you for the question. Um, and the question for Gelato is, uh, is Tuna with Bacon viable, or do you need more fundings and donations to keep it alive? Um, oh, no, it's it's fine. I don't need uh, any donation support. The hosting is not expensive. All right. Is that, is that what I was talking about? Like, yeah. About, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it, there's no problem. Maybe All just right. more time, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe you can help uh, Tuna with Bacon in other ways, uh, like... Uh, you want to help this, like, yeah, uh, timestamp videos. Timestamp uh, videos. Oh, yes. Uh, if, like yeah, like uh, Gelato was mentioning, if you have any experience programming, talk to Gelato. Save your you want, If you want to help out the site, then like contribute to it in other ways. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm open to like working with other people. So just <laughs> hit me up. And uh, <laughs> this user, uh, for who they thought was going to pull the biggest upset of Combo Breaker was Sanji, and they included the Prey emoji. <laughs> Sanji, I think, is definitely capable of making a big upset, but we'll see. For sure, for sure. Um, so, questions for the Opinion Dash group. What is our favorite pizza topping? Uh, Finster. Um, so, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, everyone. Oh, you got a pineapple, aren't you? You fucking yeah. scumbag. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. I'm not much more of a degenerate myself when I get to my answer, so I'll okay. let it slide. Okay. It is, it is, in fact, pineapple. Yeah. It's so tasty. <laughs> all right, Softy. I'll save mine for um, last because I'm sure people are going to have a reaction. I'm, like, kind of picky with my pizza because I was born on the East Coast, but I live in Arizona, and pizza here is trash. Um, so I love a good white pizza with um, with green peppers on it. Green peppers or mushrooms are my favorite pizza. Yeah, topping. dude. Ooh. Green peppers are really good. good. Green peppers underrated topping. It's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. All right. Um, mine is going to have some people up in arms. Uh, I like anchovies on my pizza. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gross. I, I love anchovies on my pizza. I, just I threw will up. order myself a pizza <laughs> at a party. I will order the smallest pizza. If you get a deep dish oh, pizza God. with anchovies, we are done. <laughs> not pizza. I get on thin Just crust. throw it in trash. But I'm, I'm, you're, you like pineapple. You're not allowed to criticize my choices. <laughs> I've refrained from criticizing your choices. Because, because it wasn't anchovy. You have pineapple. <laughs> Mine's at least a meat. <laughs> not a fruit. <laughs> Hey, All right. Um, sorry, I got passionate about that. <laughs> anchovies are a great pizza topping. Let me know in the comments. Uh, get all our Please put your favorite pizza well. topping in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Um, question for Gelato this week. Um, where? What's what's with the nickname? Where'd your name from, come from? We have a couple of repeats, so we'll be skipping all the rest since there was a couple people in here who asked. So I chose the handle Gelato because um, it's phonetically similar to my real name. And there we go. That's the answer, folks. <laughs> Tasty. <laughs> Nothing too special there. Um, so this user uh, thought the biggest upset of Combo Breaker would be uh, PME, Mr. Peck, or Sev uh, are going to go far. Um, I think we all agree that these people are. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, pretty much. That's a lukewarm take. I they think. do include. Uh, the, they did include questioning if it was really upsets at all. But yeah, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> and even saying. Um, Potentially, yeah, one of them will make top four. I don't think saying Peck will make top four is like a hot take. That's like a no, pretty like, yeah, like I think, a sixty yeah. percent chance. I agree, it's pretty possible. Peck is a really good player, and think he's For getting sure. really solid. Yeah. Um. 
So, moving on to another question for the Opinion Dash group. Uh, what the best way to create a SG online-based community? So, I guess he's talking about if any of us have done any community building or um, what we think the best way is. So, I, I did a lot of this with Smash, because I helped build like the, our local Smash scene a lot. So, I could talk about this forever, so I'll be succinct, basically. <laughs> and I'm going to be doing this with like after Combreaker and try to get an Arizona Skullbro's locals going, because we have enough players. Hell um, yeah. But the important part, is be on top of things, run events, be organized, but the number one most important part is just host things and play. Like if you're hosting at your house or try to get on board with like other fighting game locals, just be there and host. People will come, and even if you have like three or four people, if you have three or four consistent people, more people will play. It is important that like the first step is to get things rolling and then everything else kind of falls into place. You just gotta host this host the events. To, to kind of add on to what Softy said, that was kind of what I basically tried to do with Indiana, or at least what I, I should say is the one thing I lacked in Indiana um, is I was there for a while and I always attended a lot of the Indiana FTC events. There was a lot of local communities. I was always there. I was always helping people organize their stuff, um, always getting involved, trying to be there with Skullgirls, but I never hosted my own event. Um, and I think that was the one thing that I, I agree with Softy is like, actually probably the most important thing is you need to put a name out there that like is just a space for you guys um, and people will show up eventually um, I kind of regret now that I just did not have the means to do that and it is the absolute number one thing I would do if I tried to get a local scene running is you have to have some space to just run your own thing and just let it go um, the numbers like it may be bad for a while maybe sometimes for a year but having the space will always help out and it, it's pretty hard to get things going when you just can't run anything yourself. So, hard to agree with what Selfie said. Just run the events, and people will show up. I feel like it's a there's like a two pronged approach here. Like there's like locals, like piggybacking or like attending your fighting game locals with Skullgirls, and then hosting like stuff where it's just you guys are playing SG. Like what I've been doing with Chicago, like ever since I. Um, like I was in Indiana for a while. Not since I've been back in Chicago, I've been bringing uh, my setup to ignite like every week I can, and it's just as long as you have one other person to play with. Like I just for a while, it was just the like the most consistent person was uh, Klaus and Bombs. So it would be like just me and him playing most of the time. But like other times, uh, other people who you know they're not like primarily focused on street, but they still like to play it. Like uh, most of the people. Like a, like a good portion of our scene so like when if they have time at locals then they'll come play and then all of the new people we've gotten in chicago have been because me and Klaus have been there with the setup and then go hey oh they're playing skullgirls here let's like i want to play skullgirls and then that's how it starts like so you like yes yeah, like i agree with what Softy said with events but like also just at locals like you just have to just being there is like what you need to do but also like understand that you're not going to get, like, it's not going to be an explosion. Like, you just have to be playing for the purpose of just wanting to play at your locals, like, offline Skullgirls. And then stuff will just, like, naturally snowball from there. And, of course, the obvious stuff, like, be friendly to, like, like be, like, engage with them as a person and not just someone who just, like, you're going to play a video game with uh, and, like, help them learn stuff <laughs> if they're completely new. Don't just stomp them if they never played the game before. Like, just actually give them pointers and teach them how to play. Uh, unless they're like an intermediate player, then you could 
you think they could like figure stuff out on their own? Like they, they they if they could figure stuff out on their own as they play and just but like still give them like hints and stuff. Joel, um, do you do you, do you remember back when we did an Indiana tournament? I don't remember which one it was, but you showed up and like after the we had our matches or whatever, I just like showed you parasol things. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like that was the first time I, I talked to you like in depth after I met you at UFTT, but like, yeah, like that's where you like, that's where I learned about like the parasol jump, like punch up, like kick jump, medium punch. You're like, <laughs> yeah. You're like you... yeah, this is what I do. There's some more fancy stuff, but I, I don't know, this is just funny. <laughs> Basically, like I remember that fondly just because I remember that's when like, afterwards we just talked about the game. Yeah. Um, asked you, but we just hung out for a bit asking you about <clears throat> other games and stuff like that. That was kind of, if there's one success I feel like I had from Indiana was at least you moved on from Indiana, but you've gone on to like do your own scene. Uh, we were there. We were the only two running SG. But... Yeah, I remember that very fondly. Yeah, um, and I'm glad that like now you've gone on and now you're doing things well um, in Chicago. So, um... yeah, dude. All right. Another, and, like small uh... one more small like tidbit is like this is people might disagree, but I would say if like when you get or if you get enough people to run tournaments, I would say don't charge money for them. Oh, at least for a small yes. game like Skullgirls, because it's a lot easier to just be like, "Hey, you want to play? Yeah, okay, okay, put me in the bracket." It's like, <laughs> hey, "You want to play? Okay, okay, yeah, uh, give me five bucks." And you're like, "Oh, uh... <laughs> uh, yeah. if you didn't, like care about like wanting to get, engage people and not like, I feel like the goal for most Skullgirls local scenes will be just engaging people and not okay, let's be competitive for money." Like, yeah, yeah, certainly, because people aren't gonna want to put money down for something they know they're got no shot at. Yeah. All right. Uh, so thank you all for the questions about an SG offline based community. Sadly, uh, the Florida one uh, has been uh, a little uh, scarce as of recent. So I'm hoping to start back things up again once I get to go back to my local scene. As, at the moment, I'm living in Mexico. So I guess this is my local scene of nothing. Can I say so. one more thing? <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, if, so if, like, if you're just a Skullgirls player and you want to bring Skullgirls to locals, but you don't really have that many people to play with, like I would advise like trying to um you know it, it you know if you're interested if it sounds like something interesting you play the other games your local scene plays and try and just like get involved with the general fighting games in there just because not only will it, like will you probably meet more cool people but also playing more games will help you with the, the game you're most interested in certainly yeah. certainly and also uh like <laughs> for for as far as like Getting new people to play Skullgirls, the biggest audience is probably the other people who are playing like anime fighting games right next to you, you know? So there's also that. There's that. All right. And that user said, uh, who do you think is going to pull the biggest upset at Combo Breaker? They said, um, a squiggly player in top eight is enough for me. Nice meme. <laughs> uh, all the rest of these are, are basically memes, so uh, we'll just answer them <laughs> lightning quick. Um, Question for the opinion desk group. Uh, why is Greg? Uh, it's not. Gregor sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, any questions for our guest this week? Gelato. Do you like pudding? Gelato. Or are you a fan of pudding? Uh, yeah. All right. Gelato's a fan of pudding. There you go. And then uh, the biggest upset is going to be sunset in all caps. Someone's hyped for sunset. So someone's a hard believer. So. Hard believer. Uh, so. Thank you all for your questions, and please share more of them with us as we move on. Um, it is, however, getting a little late and uh, a little past my bedtime. So, 
we are going to go ahead and move on to the ending segment where we'll all be saying goodbye and Delato, you can give a quick plug to what you'd like. Okay, uh, so my Twitter is at GelatoSGC, and that's also my Twitch. I don't really stream much, but I, I want to stream more in the future, stream more Squirrel Girls in the future. Um, check out teamwithbacon.com, check out the Shore Yukon Wiki, and if you're going to Combo Breaker, enter the 3v3 tournament I'm running. Uh, you can find the sign-up link in the pinned posts of the uh, Combo Breaker channel on the Discord, and or also on the my description Twitter. now. <laughs> yeah, it'll be in the description. Check out the description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be Friday night at 9 p.m. And it'll be a lot of fun. So hope to see you there. And also, if you're, if, uh, if you're a com breaker, uh, say hi. <laughs> say hi. Um, I sure wish I was going to combo breaker, but sadly I won't. So I'll just be here being sad. Same. <laughs> I'll be there. Have fun, you guys. Yeah, Softy will be there. Because they had a softie, too. Hell yeah. All right. And uh, I believe that is going to be all for today. Uh, I'll see you all next month. Probably. All right. See you. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. All right. See you later. Peace.